Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit discount gold and silver trading at dgscoins.com. That's dgscoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You are listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Thursday, August 18th, 2016. Uh, let's see. It's about, well, it's almost eight minutes after noon Pacific time, if that's when it is where you're at. We are, in fact, live. Oh, let's see here. Uh, 800-932-1980 is the call-in number. If you'd like to get on the show, voice your opinion, let me know something, let everybody else know something, 800-932-1980 is the number. You can also go to the chat room, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. Uh, that is where everything you need to know about the network is located, plus... There's a chat room there, and you can uh, go in there and pretty much do the same thing you do on the phone with a little delay, because uh, I don't always see things right away. But uh, if it's something that people should know about, I'll pass it on to them. Uh, news stories that you know happen where you live. See, I don't necessarily need to see the national headlines. I mean, you don't have to send me that because I pretty much go through those. But 
you know, if there's something happening locally where you live that did not hit the national news and it's still important and it's bad or good or whatever, let us know. We'll let everybody else know. So that's what the chat room can do, and that's what you can do in the chat room. All right, so that pretty much covers all that. And I am in there. Uh, I'm kind of slow today, but hey, I'll just say a little hello in the chat room, and then we'll get on with the show. All right. All right, let's see here. What to do first? Well, okay, we'll start with this. No, I'm not going to start with this because... I have a theme for my music today, and it involves somebody that I want to wait because, you know, you'll probably forget about it before the break. So we'll just move on to some things here. North Carolina, I mean, is this insane or what? I mean, this is, this is nuts. People are crazy. North Carolina teachers are ordered to avoid calling students boys and girls. And they got this crazy, stupid, gender unicorn crap they're doing. I don't know what kind of people come up with this garbage. I mean, they're like little retarded children themselves deciding that they're experts and they're going to help everybody else's children become just as demented as they are. I'm serious. A slideshow presentation entitled Supporting Transgender Students. But folks, well, how many of these freaks are there? You know what? If there's one or two, and, and listen, you know, we used to live in a society where, okay, look, uh, if you were physically handicapped, nobody saw a problem with, okay, look, uh, let's let's get businesses to, you know, make a ramp for people in wheelchairs and stuff. I mean, okay, you can at least justify it. You look, and again, I don't think the government ought to force businesses to do that. Because, Okay, listen, if there's enough people that do business at your store that are in wheelchairs, then yeah, get a ramp. It's good for business. You don't want to, you know, you know, listen, in business, especially when things are tough, you don't want to go out of your way to exclude anybody who may come into your business spending money. Business is business, all right? And if somebody, if you're thinking, man, look at all those people out there in wheelchairs. I mean, there's thousands, millions of them. Look at them all. The whole country's in a wheelchair. Gosh, I better get a ramp. I don't want to lose out on all that money. And especially if my competitors are not putting up ramps, this is great. I, hey, I want you all to discriminate against the wheelchair people so I can profit. You get it? Who in their right mind is going to say, well, nah, I don't need those stinking wheelchairs people's money. Really? But the fact of the matter is, if you're in a wheelchair, chances are you didn't make a decision. Well, you know, I've decided I've had enough of this good health, and I think I'll uh, become crippled now. Uh, Nobody really does that. But the transgender and homo freaks, that's exactly what they do. 
This is not a born. You're not born this way, folks. You make a decision somewhere along the line that that's the way you want to go. And and the homos, I mean, these guys, they're like, well, we, we're just made that way. Oh, but it's a life a lifestyle choice. Wait a minute. It's not both. It's one or the other. It's like the Jews. Well, I'm a Jew because I was born a Jew. No, I'm a Jew because I say I'm a Jew. No, I'm a Jew. It's a religion. No, it's a race. No, it's a this. No, it's a that. No. You see, when somebody does that, they're lying to you. They're pulling a fast one on you. They're trying to get over on you. And the homos have done a real good job with this. Oh, we're just born that way. Oh, no, it's a lifestyle choice. Well, it's one or the other. You're not born that way. It is a lifestyle choice. You know, you can feel any way you want to feel. See, that's the problem with these homos. They have no self-control, okay? They have no responsibility for their own actions. And the fact is, uh, you know, they wake up one day and think, oh, boy, you know, I just got a woody over that guy over there. I think I must be a homo. So off they go in the homo world. Well, you know what? That's the same. Just think about this for a second, folks. That's like you waking up, okay, watching CNN and decided, boy, I really like to kill Hillary Clinton. Well, you know what? That doesn't make you a murderer until you actually go kill the wench. It's the same with the homos. Now, look, if I can stop from doing that, they can stop from doing what they're doing. You know, just because you have a thought doesn't mean, oh, well, there it is. I got to act on that. And You know, I, I was born that way. Or it's a lifestyle choice. Or uh, whatever I say, that's what it is, and you can't argue with me, or you're a, you're a homophobe. That's what it really comes down to, folks. These people have no self-control. That's a dangerous group of people. Because if they don't have any self-control in that, they don't have any self-control in a lot of things. And this is why they live 20 years less than others. And, you know, for people to get out there and say, well, you know, that's an old study. Well, you know what? Facts don't change if the behavior doesn't change. They got the same behavior, and they're getting the same results. And, by the way, people like to go, Oh, well, you know, the the AIDS was really bad back then. Oh, guess what? I got news for you. That particular study excluded AIDS deaths from the homos, okay? Excluded AIDS deaths. You get what that means? It means during that time, the numbers were actually a lot higher. They were probably cutting 30 years off off their lifespan, except... The researchers decided not to count that because it really was an aberration and it was just like a spike in their thing and it probably, you know, it probably would die down and it probably, you know, would be uh, some treatments developed and it wouldn't be as big a thing. And they wanted to get accurate numbers. So they excluded AIDS victims. 
20 years off your life. Do you realize smoking cigarettes knocks about seven years off your life? And cigarette packs got to have warnings on them. And, you know, I don't know of any program at any public school where they're teaching, you know, eight-year-olds how to open a pack of cigarettes and light a smoke up. Are they? Are they doing that? Because, you know, uh, that would be a lot less damaging to the little children than teaching them how to be homosexuals. Seeing as how smoking only knocks seven years off their life, and homos, well, that knocks 20 years off your life. So how come there are no programs at the uh, grammar school teaching kids how to open up packs of smokes and light cigarettes up, huh? Anyway, transgender, transsexual, transvestite, MIF or FIM, crossdresser, drag queen are all terms teachers are instructed to avoid in order to maximize academic achievement for every child. Instead, teachers... Uh, the slideshow suggests teachers should familiarize themselves with terms such as questioning, cisgender, whatever the hell that means, non-binary, genderqueer, and gender non-conforming. You know, you can put it in your little mind that you're gender non-conforming. But when you, you know, open up your pants and look down there, guess what? No, you're not. You're gender conforming. You are what you are. Now, hey, you can go mutilate yourself if you want. Chop it off. Sew something back on. Whatever you want. Go ahead. It's your body, remember? But you're not gender non-conforming. You are conforming to your gender. This is sick. I mean, this is just sick. And it goes on and on. And you know what? North Carolina, really? Isn't this a, supposed to be a Southern... Aren't the Southerners the Bible Belt? Isn't this where things are conservative? Everybody's a redneck and all that? Isn't that what we heard about the South? Well, if it is, I'll tell you what. There's going to be war in the southern states if these, well, northern faggot carpetbaggers keep going down there and pushing these rules on their children. And actually, that should happen everywhere. Now, parents at schools, you know, I mean, the thing is, I'm, I'm fixing to, again, just say, you know what, I don't think I'm, you know, I'm really considering it again. Not paying my property tax and just telling them, you know what? I'm not paying this because I am not funding your BS at the schools. Between teaching, uh, you know, oh, you're going to teach class in Spanish because we have so many illegal aliens. You're going to teach kids about, uh, oh, well, let me teach you how to be a fag. Yeah, well, I don't want to support that. You know what? When you want to come and kick me off my property, you come and get some. Because I will send a bunch of you into a pile of dead bodies. And I'll probably die at the end, too. But you're coming with me. And you know what? It's getting to that point, folks, in this country where that's going to be your choice. Or live as a slave on your knees with your mouth open with something in it. Okay? 
I'm serious. Oh, and I'm not the only one saying it. Matter of fact, let's see here. Oh, where is this? Huh. I'm trying to... I got some, I got a lot of good stories here. I really got to pe- pick it up here uh, <laughs> and get hurried up and stop with the comments here because yeah, you need to hear a lot of this stuff, folks. Uh, but let's see here. Uh, well, I was reading something here that it, it's like... Other places are writing about, if Hillary Clinton gets elected, will there be revolution? That's the headline. And you know what? Uh, I think I think yes. Here. Would Hillary lead to revolution in America? Oh, okay. Gee, that's about what I've been saying. Well, I think it. I think it does. To tell you the truth, you know, and, and the whole issue about well, you know. Anyway, I'm going to carry on here. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to keep my comments to a, a minimal, and get on to stuff here. Now, talked before many times about how George Soros really ought to be arrested and put in prison. Uh, And you might think, yeah, well, he's a scumbag, but, you know, really, I mean, what crimes has he committed? Well, let me ask you something. If you go down uh, to a court case and you get with some of your friends and you start writing emails back and forth about how you want to influence the court in an ongoing case, uh, that's considered jury tampering and you're going to jail. Oh, but let's see what happens when George Soros does it. Open Society Foundation's Hungarian-born billionaire George Soros stated vehicle for progressive social change orchestrated a well-attempted, well-funded attempt to secure a desired outcome in the U.S. Supreme Court case on illegal immigration enforcement. According to a newly discovered memo between the organization's top U.S. officials and board members, The February 2016 memo was among thousands of internal OSF documents released to the public by anonymous hackers. Uh, Members of the advisory board include Soros family members, left-wing activists, Ivy League professors, and columnists for the Washington Post and Foreign Policy magazine. The memo entitled State of U.S. Programs is part of a 75-page file containing internal documents from a February 11th and 12th board meeting. Consistent, this is a quote, consistent with our recent practice, this memo provides an overview of the state of USP and its operations with a focus on items that are not otherwise covered in the upcoming board discussions. The memo reads, okay, here it is. This is from the memo. The challenges going forward, magnified by harsh anti-immigration rhetoric in the 2016 presidential campaign and an expected wave of punitive bills at the state level, will will be to move beyond reacting to events and regain footing to begin executing a more forward-leaning strategic course. Grantees are seeking to 
influence the justices in hopes of securing a favorable ruling in U.S. versus Texas and using the case to redefine messaging and align the movement. We are also seeking to shore up state and local infrastructure through EMMA. Well, well, well. There you have it. Uh, Let's see. Administration to do more last year to address the growing crisis. We're also exploring the prospect of collaboration with Arab, Muslim, Middle Eastern, and South Asian partners, building on ties formed at the OSF-sponsored Solidarity Summit, and sharing information from groups that have faced down attacks on refugee communities, grantees, and national immigration law end. Wow. You know, did you know Did you know that George Soros considers himself some kind of god? Uh, Let's see here. This is what George Soros says. Frankly, I don't think I'll need to do a lot more. I now take the defeat of Bush more or less for granted. Wow. That was from 2004. Uh, Let's see. Here's something. Here it is. This is this is from George Soros. This is a quote. I fancied myself as some kind of god. If truth be known, I carried some rather potent messianic fantasies with me from childhood, which I felt I had to control, otherwise they might get me in trouble. This is from the Los Angeles Times, okay? This is not some patriot, uh, you know, somebody just writing a story, okay? I mean, <laughs> really? When does he get arrested, folks? Here's some, here's some, I don't know if this is good or bad. It's bad, but it's also good that it's at least coming to light. First long-term study confirms that neonic-treated crops are responsible for mass honeybee deaths. Okay? Yep. So I'm not going to go through all this. They go through a lot of it, folks. You can read about this, but, you know, it's it, it, it's been known for quite some time. But this is the first long-term study. Because they've known about this for years. But long-term studies, well, you know, they're long-term. So you, you, you know something, and then you've got to do a study to prove it. And if it's going to be long-term, which are only the, the only kind of studies that really are of any value. Short-term studies, I mean, you can make a short-term study say anything. A long-term study, I mean, you can monkey it around and lie about it, but if you're going to do a real long-term study, it's going to give you a far more accurate view of what's really going on. 
But anyway, so that's it. The neonics, it's Monsanto, it's the GMO crops that are killing the honeybees, the pollinators. Folks, they don't want pollinators because the GMOs don't need to be pollinated by bees. Do you get it? They are trying to starve everyone out. They are trying to control the food. They are trying to control the water. They already control the money. They want complete and absolute control of everything. They don't want to govern. They want to rule. And here's something that may be of concern in the near future. China is stepping up military cooperation with Assad as one of their top admirals visits Damascus. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Russia and China, Putin just put 40,000 troops on the uh, Ukrainian border, which, you know what, I think Russia has shown great restraint over the Ukraine, and I'll tell you for why. Because when... Ukraine had elections, and they elected who they wanted, and most Ukrainians are pretty much pro-Russian because they've always been a part of Russia. Well, not always, but for their lifetimes have. But So, Russia has the Olympics in Sochi, right? Well, while that was going on, and the U.S. pumped up the whole, ooh, the, the Olympics, we don't know if we're going to send our people because we're not so sure Russia can deal with terrorism the way we can because we're just so good at it because nothing bad ever happens in the United States because we're so on top of it. Or, well, we're so on top of it because actually we are the terrorists, so uh, it's easier for us. And we think Russia might be attacked. They better watch out. They, put a, they better put all their efforts on preventing terrorism at the Olympics. Okay, so Russia said, oh, geez, you know, every, they're, they're getting everybody all scared, so they do. And what does the United States do when Russia turns and pivots to the Olympics? They go and overthrow the government, the duly elected government of the Ukraine, and prop up one of their American-made dictator punks in there. Now, rightfully so, Russia should have marched right in there and killed them all the minute they did that. But they didn't. They tried to be diplomatic about it. But I guess diplomacy is coming to an end. As it should, folks. As it should. Anyway, my theme with the songs uh, today, I don't usually have a theme, but today I do because... uh, you know, I, I'm going to do this for Hillary Clinton because the first, the, both songs are by Johnny Winter, and the first one's called "You Lie Too Much," and the second one is "You Must Have a Twin." So those are the, these are going for Hillary Clinton. Anyway, we'll be back in a bit. <laughs> The neighbors raised the grudge, but you didn't give a 
studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time, I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
All right, there it is. We're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Thursday, August 18th, 2016, about 1242 out here on the Pacific Time Coast, 800-932-1980 is the call-in. You can go to our uh, website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com, which uh, our chat room is there also. You'll see that, AVR and chat. Go on in there and uh, chat. Slow day in there today, so you could uh, plenty of room for you. All right, let's get back to some things and stuff. Got lots of stuff here. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, what is it here? Uh, New York, New York, Superstation 95.1 FM is reporting. Hillary Medical Records revealed dementia, seizures, blackouts. We have the report. And they have pictures of the report. I've seen pictures of this report before. Apparently this uh, radio station in New York City has now gotten these reports. And... uh it, it, if these are real, uh, subcordial vascular dementia, it's also called Binswanger's disease, is caused by widespread microscopic areas of damage to the brain resulting from the thickening and narrowing of arteries that supply blood to the subcortical areas of the brain. Uh, by the way, there is no treatment for this. There is no cure. And Hillary Clinton has it according to these records and according to the reports from this station. So, hey, there you have it. But, you know, how is the mainstream media dealing with, you know, the the possibility at least, okay, let's be fair and let's just say, all right, the possibility that Hillary Clinton is mentally defective, okay? She is damaged, okay? She is no longer of full capacity. Whatever way you want to put it, she's nuts, crazy, bat, you know what, crazy. But uh, how's the mainstream media putting this? Oh, well, less than a week after, you know, it was put all over the Internet of, you know, a picture of unbalanced Hillary Clinton holding on to her so, uh, secret SS agents. Yeah, you know how they put SS agents. That's nice. Uh, you know, supposed to be Secret Service, SS. Is anybody getting that irony other than me that the SS is still protecting Hillary Clinton? SS? <laughs> In order to climb stairs. From February 2016, everybody's seen this, right? And just days after another image from April was revealed showing Hillary Clinton needing to be held up while giving a speech in the midst of claims that she was also suffering dementia and partial seizures. The Associated Press suddenly publishes an article with the following headline. Now, okay, so... Everybody is becoming aware that Hillary Clinton has some brain injury that is affecting her capacity, okay? This is becoming clear. So what, what does the Associated Press do? Well, they write a headline to address these things. Some great leaders had mental illness. It may have helped. What? 
Are, are you for real? Really? So the Associated Press is now, because Hillary Clinton is being exposed as having mental problems, the Associated Press is going to take the uh, stance that, well, lots of leaders have mental illness. It's a good thing. Oh, it's not good for you little people to go crazy, but it's okay. It helps when your leader is nuts. Yeah, that's a good thing. This is the AP. Not one mention of Hillary Clinton in the AP article, though. But, given all the emails that we found, well, we didn't find them, but we read them. Well, not all of them, but from the DNC, we know that the Clinton campaign controls the mainstream media. The mainstream media publishes whatever the Clinton campaign tells them to publish. We know this now, okay? We're not just speculating like we used to do when we used to joke and call it the Clinton News Network. Well, that's not a joke anymore. It's the truth. It is the Clinton News Network, along with all the other mainstream media. They publish whatever the Clinton campaign tells them to publish. You know, the, the timing of this is right after this. You know, they're just trying to minimize the fallout for the Clinton campaign. So, now that they can't hide Hillary Clinton's mental issues, now they're planning to admit it, but not until they convinced everybody that, oh, it, it's okay, mental illness is actually beneficial and makes a leader better. Really? Now get this. <laughs> Saying someone has psychiatric issues, in my view, is a compliment. Said Gahami. Yeah, we we got to go a long way to find somebody like this. Gahami, right? Yeah, well, he's the author of a book called A First-Rate Madness, Uncovering the Links Between Leadership and Mental Illness. Manic depressive people are often more creative, more empathetic, and realistic than more mentally healthy, Gahami said. These people tend to succeed in times of crisis and fail in times of peace and prosperity. Oh, okay. How is this a good thing? So, does this answer a question, folks, for uh, you folks out there that have been wondering, why in the hell do our leaders always seem to create conflict? Why are they always looking for trouble? Why can't our Congress just solve these emergencies, solve these problems, and so we can get back to living in peace? Why? Because they are all mentally ill, and they can't handle living in peace. All right? Wow, that sure answers a lot of questions, huh? So get ready, all right? Get ready. You're going to, you know, summer ain't over. And the Zika PSYOP is going to be put in a high gear, folks. Look, even though the the... Doctors and scientists doing the research down where Zika supposedly started 
are now saying uh, it's the pesticides, it's not the stinking mosquitoes, it's the pesticides, it's the pesticides, it's the pesticides. Gee, let's think. Here it's the pesticides doing this, and it's the pesticides killing the bees, and it's the pesticides. Gee, how come Monsanto is allowed to continue? Why? Because they are promoting an agenda wanted by the elite. That's why. And that agenda is to control the food, control the water, control everything you need to live. Because, you see, they have figured out that is the only way to get your guns. And it is all about getting your guns, folks, because, you see, they can't kill you outright until they get all your guns. And that is the end of the story, okay? That is how the story ends. They kill you all. But they can't do that until they really do get rid of the guns, because they know, see, cops and other people, even soldiers, man, When they start dying day after day after day after day after day after day, and it never ends, and the enemy never quits, they end up quitting, okay? The Russians left Afghanistan, the U.S. left Vietnam. It goes on and on. This is the way it goes, okay? And they know this. They have learned from these situations that they created. So they need to disarm you, and they know they can't just come around kicking in doors because, well, they're guns, you see. You might be able to kick in doors and say, okay, we're here for your canned food. And if all you got is canned food, well, then they're probably going to take it. But if they come and kick in your door and say, we're here for the guns, and the next thing they hear is bang, 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 well, gosh, they've got a problem. See, because they just don't have the resources to go from house to house to house to house. And they're counting on people won't become aggressive enough. And that's a problem. Because if they won't come to your house to kick in your door, and then they starve you out and control the food and the water, you're going to have to take those guns, and instead of turning them in for a bowl of porridge, you're going to have to take them, lock and load, and go down to where these scumbags live and kill them all. And we're back to the question, if Hillary Clinton gets to be president, is there going to be a revolution in the United States? And it won't just be in the United States, folks. Because everybody is connected. If the United States falls into revolution, so will a lot of other countries. But you know who won't be one of them? Russia won't be one of them. China may very well be one of them, except China's trying to trying to tie their car to Russia right now. They're trying to be buddies with Russia. They've come up with a pipeline deal for Russia to feed them oil and natural gas. They're cooperating with Russia in Syria and the Middle East. See, they're shifting to where they see... They, the, the Chinese have been around a long time, and they can smell what's about to happen here. The United States is going to fall into chaos. And it's going to take all of Europe with it. It's going to take most of the world with it. Why do you think they are infiltrating Europe and the United States with all these Muslim savages? You think they don't have guns? You think the United States is shipping them all over here just alone and they don't have guns? The United States hasn't given them guns? Well, they have. And they're going to start hunting you. 
That's who they're going to use to try to subdue the American population and the European population. So, you know, just look, be forewarned, because forewarned is forearmed. But Zika is another thing, and and they found out that, look, this is a pesticide thing, but they're not, that doesn't matter. They're going to keep going. They're going to try to get everybody into every. Now, I hope you all listened to Wendy Wilson's show when she went through the whole vaccination, how they are actually sterilization injections. Well, if you didn't, you really need to go listen to that show because she doesn't just, you know, tell everybody. She cites studies and such and, and you know, documents that prove these vaccinations, these flu shots, these things that they, oh, you got to get these, they're good for you. you. Oh, you can't have this unless you go to school, are sterilization injections. So they're sterilizing European and American populations. They're shipping in Muslim savages. They're about to fall apart. And folks, they don't want an America. They want a Muslim cesspool just like they have in the Middle East, just like they have in North Africa. And part of the reason they have a Muslim cesspool over there is because the United States keeps bombing them into the Stone Age. You know what? I really don't have anything against Muslims in the Middle East. I do have something against Muslims living in the United States, however, because they are incompatible with our way of life. They are incompatible with our laws, and that's fine. I'm not asking any Muslims to give up their religion. Just stay the hell out of my country if you can't abide by our laws. And you can't. If you are a Muslim, you cannot abide by the laws of the United States. So stay in your own countries. But, of course, the United States government is making that impossible because we keep bombing them. And we're not only just bombing them. We're bombing them with things like depleted uranium, which makes it impossible for them to ever go back. They are basically making the Middle East, or at least large sections of it, uninhabitable. Well, here's something. You know, I mean, you'll probably hear more about this in the next hour with financial survival, but Deutsche Bank is preparing for market crash. The Rothschilds are dumping stocks and getting into precious metals. Well, gee, you think maybe that might be a good idea? I mean, you know, I mean, if the Rothschilds are getting out of uh, stocks and getting into, you know, gold and silver... Maybe maybe you ought to think about that. Hmm? Unless, of course, you want to lose any savings you have. Oh, I don't want to pay that 20% fee. Well, then, good. Lose everything. Because that's going to be your choice here pretty soon. Well, I didn't want to pay that fee. I want my retirement, and I want it all. Well, you're not going to get any of it if you wait. That's my opinion. And apparently Deutsche Bank and the Rothschilds, too. I'll leave you with some good news. At least I find it good news. 
The Justice Department announces it will end the use of for-profit prisons. In a stunning turn of events, the U.S. Department of Justice announced today it will no longer use private prisons to incarcerate federal uh, prisoners, deeming the notorious for-profit facilities both less safe and less effective in providing correctional services than those operated by the government. Yeah, that's what they say. Want to know why I think they really do it? Because the Justice Department and the Obama administration have recognized that the majority of congressmen, that means senators and the House of Representatives, the majority of them investing in the prison industries are Republicans. Because, oh, guess what happened? Prison stocks plummeted. What a surprise, you know. And guess who loses lots of money? Yep, that's right. All them little scumbags that had invested in prison industries. Anyhow, I got to go. Coming up next is financial survival. We've got a full day coming up, so stay tuned and don't go anywhere. And as always, thanks for listening. religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. My co-host, Alfred Addisk and James Corbett of the Corbett Report will be here after the first segment of today's program, as uh, it'll be every other Thursday until uh, Mr. Corbett uh, is able to uh, get his timeline, his schedule, into uh, to accommodate their new edition. But, uh, so he is joining Alfred today for the second and third segment of the program today. But first, let's go ahead and get started with the market report today for Thursday, August 18th, 2016. I can't believe the month is over already, halfway through. Unbelievable. And um, But gold is liking the middle of August. Uh, we had a, not big, but a 390 gain in gold today at uh, $1,353. Silver is up eight pennies today at 1980. Platinum is up big, both platinum and palladium. Uh, platinum is up 14 at 11.35, and palladium is also up 18 at 715, almost 3% for palladium. You know, and I don't, you know, I, a possibility. We know platinum is a little underpriced because uh, its relationship to gold. Normally, it trades higher than gold. So anytime you have this type of a dip, if you already have your gold and silver, it's probably not a bad idea to add a little bit of platinum to your portfolio. And palladium, um, really the white metals are always good economy metals. Um, it seems to be a little bit stronger. But we do have the U.S. Mint that's going to begin minting uh, palladium coins once again. So uh, that might have brought uh, the palladium uh, to the upside a little bit. Um, but, again, you don't want to buy these things, even though palladium is only priced at, uh, you know, $700 level. You don't want to replace platinum and palladium. You don't want to buy that in place of gold and silver. It's just something to accommodate your portfolio, enhance your portfolio, diversify your portfolio. So keep that in mind. You don't want to buy the white metals because you don't think they'll be confiscated. I've heard that many, many times. Why want silver? Because they confiscated gold. Well, you know, that's not why you buy silver. Again, you stay to the fundamentals of gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. It's the same way if you're buying shares. If you're buying any type of mining share or anything like that, you need to stick to the fundamentals. You don't buy mining shares because you think you're buying gold and it's going to respond to the price of gold. No, 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 no. When you're buying mining shares... You're buying a corporation, all right? It just happens to mine gold. Uh, you know, it's all how a mining company is managed. There's so much more into it than just buying a gold share because it mines gold. So keep that in mind. And if you're diversified with the physical, like I tell you to, as the insurance policy, with an equal amount, you know, if you happen to fall into the volatility that the mining shares often provide, you'll be protected by your physical gold. So, again, it's always back it up with physical gold. The USDX today was down a little bit bigger, 63.63 at 94.10. Crude oil uh, is moving right along, 1.41 at 48.20. I'm not sure if uh, Brent actually pushed over the 50 level, considering the WTI is at 48.20. It was earlier in the day. Don't know if it retained its gain. I don't have it right in front of me. If I come across, I will let you know. Let's see. The Dow was up 23 points. That was up and down all day long. 18,597. 
The NASDAQ was up 11 at 52.40. The S&P was up 4 at 21.87. 10-year yield, 1.54 euro. Hmm, euro. Euro was up almost the same amount, 0.65. Just a, you know, just a little bit more than the dollar was down at 114. And European markets, none of the markets really care what's going on. Japan was down uh, 1.5%. Yeah, Europe and all that, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> all their markets are highly inflated anyway. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, there's a couple of articles uh, that I come across, statements from various people. Um, you have um, Mohammed uh, El Aryan. Um, he's uh, Alliance. Well, at one time worked with uh, Bill Gross, PIMCO, and uh, he was you know, interviewed on CNBC. Uh, I think it was yesterday he was actually interviewed. And um, he, he talks about the reliance on the central banks and the easy money that has been flowing for way too long. He spoke of the R word, R word, of course that's recession, noting that recession could be around the corner in this current slow growth environment. And he is soft-talking this. We're going to have a little more than just a recession. We're going to have a global collapse that none of us can imagine at this point. But he continues. He says, we have relied excessively on central banks. Up to 2008, we depended on private finance. Since 2008, we depended on central banks. We have forgotten what it takes to grow in an economy in an inclusive manner. During the interview, he explained how quantitative easing and ultra-low interest rates have done all they can do. He talks about if we're not careful, the slow growth is going to turn into a recession. We've never been out of any of these recessions since when. Um, so he is uh, uh, offering a solution. He says three steps could help the, the stagnating economy, including uh, reforming the tax code, dealing with over-indebtedness, student loans, and an infrastructure program to fix the roads, bridges, and transportation systems. Well, you would think that with his solutions, you would think that he is a backer of Donald Trump because this is pretty much uh, uh, was in uh, Donald Trump's uh, um, economic speech that he gave a couple of weeks ago. So uh, it looks like he is a pro-Trumper. But uh, there was another article I came across. It was uh, published by a hedge fund guy to his investors. And... Um, you know, why are hedge fund guys, they're all billionaires. You know, they're not millionaires, they're billionaires, the hedge fund guys. And, uh, but he talks that he, he believes uh, that in the gold and silver, uh, that there's an exhaustion in the demand for gold and silver at present, mainly due to the J July U.S. jobs data and change in expectations for a near-rate hike. It is quiet. I don't think exhaustion is a you know is quite the way to describe the the gold market and the silver market today, but it is quiet. There are a lot of distractions that are that are going on. If you go to the U.S. Mint site and pull up how many U.S. Silver Eagles were sold this month, it's one of the lowest numbers I've seen in years, which is very odd considering that number is so low. And in the past what three years, four years, we've had record number of silver eagles being sold month after month, year after year. So to see this number that low, it's like, ah, you know, <laughs> something is not right. And, uh, but again, it's, there's a quiet. Is this the quiet before the storm? Well, we'll just have to see. 
But uh, he, he, he actually has placed, uh, I think, 86% of his assets in gold. He is placing his bet in gold, and a big portion of his fund is in gold. And he talks about the stats about gold. You know, you know these are stats we all know. There's about 300,000 tons of gold extant, and each year around 2,700 2, tons are mined, or less than 1% of the stock of gold. Okay, this is all in his investor letter, and if you're a holder of gold and silver, you, you know these numbers. Um, he views the current negative yielding environment and continued stimulus by central banks will eventually bring out inflation. Hopefully I have time. We're going to talk about Doug Nolan, and he talks about, you know, this. That we have inflation is the granddaddy of the bubbles, which is all the stimulus and the, the, the creation of, of, of uh, uh, these central banks, the credit. Um, but anyway, let's get back to this gentleman, the, the hedge fund. And I have his name here. It's not right. Um, let me see. His last name is O'Day. O'Day. But he talks about how the central bankers uh, are, along with all of us, hoping that the globalization bringing competition to bear across the world continues to overcome the political reaction to the pain has caused. Well, you know, that's a lot like saying, uh, you know, he's another, uh, um, you know, Trump or he's a people. He's in global. And of course, if you're a hedge fund, you have to be a, a globalist. And that's how you become a billionaire. Um, so, I mean, he is a hedge fund guy. So what do you expect him to say? Um, but he is saying that gold is where it's going to be because of all of the stimulus and the actions by the central banks. And again, just like El, um, just like, um, uh, oh, Mohammed uh, El Aryan had said, you know, it, it, you, you can't have all these actions and not have nothing come from it. He says, in a world where 13 trillion of bonds are negative yielding, where 4 trillion of investments are in ETFs, it is wise that only 1.4 trillion of savings are invested to protect investors against the change in the weather. And he was questioning this. He says the billionaire hedge fund manager even made homage to the U.S. gold standard and noted that the current gold prices do not properly reflect the domestic and global money supply. He says in those days, the U.S. gold reserves were only valued at $35 per ounce and still represented 26% of outstanding dollars. Today, at $1,360 per ounce, reserves represent a measly 1.5%. With the world's gross national product at $75 trillion and the world money supply at around $83 trillion, which is 10 times the level of the start of the millennium, O'Day argued that gold prices are going to move much, much higher. Gold has a value less than $7.5 trillion, of which 57% is for jewelry, 22% is invested, and only 17% is held by central banks. So central banks have printed over $80 trillion of money backed by only $1.27 trillion of gold. So now you tell me where you think the price of gold is going to go in this relatively short time that I'm predicting in the very near future. I mean, with gold and silver, you can't go wrong. It is going to be all about gold. A couple of weeks ago, we had the pleasure of Doug Nolan joining us for an interview. His blog, creditbubblebulletin.com, 
You know, if you put in Doug Nolan, you'll get his website. If you put in the address bar, Credit Bullet, Credit Bubble Bulletin, you're going to get his website. So it's a lot shorter than doing the whole thing. So try it. I think he carries one of the most professional and detailed explanations of what is going on in the global financial markets today. When I first talked to him, I told him I liked his style because there is no phony fanfare that he uses to promote his blog. He tells the truth, just like we do on this program. We don't talk about all the, you know, our, our, our secret sources and insiders and all this uh, uh, to tell you what we believe is going to happen. And that's what he does. He's, he's, he's straight. He's forward. Um, and you need to get to We're going to put this week's article of his in our newsletter. I didn't get it in last week. Uh, we're going to do it this week, and um, and we'll have him on the program once again. Once again, but uh, his last one was about inflation, and you hear us on this program argue: is it deflation or inflation? Well, you know, I believe we already have levels in inflation, and for years our government exported our inflation to countries around the world. And when he wrote about inflation, and I'm not going to go over the whole article. I just picked out a couple of the what I thought were interesting parts of his uh, newsletter. Uh, and again, you can go to our website. If you can't find his website, you can go to ours, dgscoins.com, dgscoins.com, and you can sign up for the uh, weekly newsletter. But he talks about that. He says, let there be no doubt, credit bubbles are an inflationary phenomenon. He says, having badly mismanaged domestic credit, the U.S. proceeded to export asset inflation and credit bubbles to the entire world. It's just not about the United States anymore. This is the entire world. And as the global credit inflation aged, broadened, and became deeply entrenched, the consequences have evolved. This isn't going to go away, folks. This bubble is going to, going to continue to grow and grow until we know what bubbles do. Limitless cheap finance on a global basis has ensured a historic investment boom and resulting in overcapacity in just about everything. Take a look around, folks. How do you explain any of this? How do you explain an 18,000 Dow and stock markets hitting all-time highs around the You look at Europe. The myth has persisted that central bankers were in control of a general price level. Accordingly, monetary stimulus had to be ratcheted up to counteract the downward price pressures and insufficient aggregate demand. And then, with the protracted inflationary boom having reached the point of acute financial and economic fragility, desperate global central bankers embarked on unprecedented money printing. This is why you have Japan coming out there and printing all kinds, billions and billions of dollars going into their markets. This is why uh, the European Central Bank, Draghi, has said, hey, we are there ready to print. You had... Jack Lou going over to Japan to talk to them about helicopter money, dropping money just to the, to the citizens of Japan so they can spend and get themselves out of their problem. None of this is going to work. You might have some temporary easement in the economies, 
And nothing is going to work until what I continue to say, our monetary policies have to be addressed. Our debt has to be addressed. Our fiat currency has to be addressed. It's ironic. Market participants and global central bankers over central decades fretted the prospect of deflation, global debt, and asset markets has experienced history's greatest inflationary bubble. We're there, folks. It's in Doug's view that global markets are these days dominated by historic dislocation in debt trading. There are hundreds of trillions of interest rate derivatives outstanding. Global bond yields, global bond yields have done this year what no one thought possible, as was the case with previous derivative-related melt-ups. Melt -ups. Examples, mortgages in 1993, Southeast Asia in 1996, the NASDAQ in 1999, the subprimes in 2006 and 2007. These types of dislocations foment extraordinary underlying leverage. And folks, the only way that's going to protect yourself when all of this comes apart, when the markets purge and correct, the one way that you'll be able to protect your hard-earned money is through gold and silver. And I read Doug Nolan, I read the news. I don't listen to all the other carnival barkers that you find on the internet that are that they that they use to they crisscross newsletters to support what each other is saying. People are becoming very confused as to the purpose of the real gold and silver, why you buy it and why you put it in your portfolio. It's very important that you understand this. Penny stocks, mining shares are not gold and silver. Give us a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Make sure you visit our website at dgscoins.com, dgscoins.com. And uh, James and Alfred will be here in just a few short minutes. memory loss, irritability, blood sugar imbalance, weight gain, enlarged prostate, erectile dysfunction, and risk of stroke. The human endocrine system manufactures hormones. Why not feed your system plant nutrition to make the hormones that are right for you? For centuries, these herbs have been used to balance the male hormone system. Men, you've waited long enough for the male hormone formula. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663 for the male hormone formula. 866-229-3663 or online at thepowerherbs.com. 866-229-3663 where your healthcare options just became endless. 
since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. And this is Financial Survival. Our guest is James Corbett. He's been working and living in Japan for the past, uh, what, 12 years now, James? Is that true? That is correct, sir. Yep. He's the founder of the Corbett Report website, and uh, he started that in 2007 as an outlet for independent critical analysis on politics, society, history, and economics. And he's also editorial writer of the International Forecaster and puts out, I have no idea how many podcasts you put out a week. How many do you suppose you put out on average? Uh, it really varies. Right now, not that many, but usually I'd say I've got four or five reports coming out a week. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, see your, I see articles that uh, reference you or, or are written by you on a regular basis on the Internet, and uh, you're certainly making a name for yourself on an international basis. So welcome once again to this program. Um, got an article here. Or I got an article here from Spiked Magazine. Syria, the unraveling continues. The weakening of ISIS is no victory for the West. Certainly looks as if ISIS is in retreat over the past couple of months. It's lost territory in both Iraq and Syria. Uh, ISIS, which wanted here its Adherence quickly by dint of its sheer success, its fearful potency is now losing them just as quickly as its failures mounts, mount and its impotence emerges. Is ISIS old news? Are they finished? Are they going down the drain? And are they likely to be replaced? Or what happens when ISIS is gone in the Middle East? Well, I think it's too early to declare them gone yet, but uh-huh. uh, it is interesting to think about if this particular boogeyman or reason for war does go away, what will be the, uh, the ongoing rallying call? And I think it's pretty obvious that really the U.S.'s objective here 
and their NATO allies has been since the very beginning to get rid of Assad. I mean, that's what ultimately this is all about. And any way they can do that, I think, will be the, uh, the point of it. So now you'll notice, for example, in the last couple of weeks, all of the attention has turned to Aleppo, where there's a siege going on of one sort or another. The uh, Syrian army has surrounded Aleppo, and they're claiming, the, uh, the uh, uh, international media, BBC, and all of these places are claiming that basically Assad is just, you know, going on one of his murderous rampage sprees, killing his own citizens with glee um, because he's such an evil, horrible person. Um, whereas when you look at what's actually happening in Aleppo, um, it's <laughs> there's so many layers of propaganda going on. Uh, one of the latest is that, uh, oh, the, uh, the last doctors alive in Aleppo, there's only 16 doc- doctors left that are treating all of the wounded from the entire town. And uh, they're, they're pleading, won't someone come in and Think of the children and bomb Assad to smithereens. Um, and the more you look into that, you more you realize that this is an alleged letter from alleged doctors who may or may not exist. The uh, the last doctor in Aleppo, quote unquote, has been reported many times in the past. This is the last doctor, and it looks like he was just killed. Blah blah blah. And now we've got this letter from 16 new doctors. I mean, there's so many layers of propaganda going on right now, and it's all centering on Assad, Assad, Assad. And so I think that regardless of what happens on the ISIS front, the, uh, the, the real reason for war is to get regime change. And I don't think the U.S. is going to be happy until they achieve that. Well, with all this, these layers of propaganda dedicated to dethroning Assad, is that a little bit like layers of propaganda dedicated to keeping uh, Trump out of the White House? Or layers of propaganda related to Hussein or Gaddafi. I think there are definite parallels. But yes, I understand um, that, and that really, really raises a question. It used to be that we at least thought we, we it at least appeared that we had an objective access to the news. Get some objective facts. Does anyone report the news anymore, or is it all just propaganda? Do we all make it up in order to suit whatever the personal interests are of? Every any particular media outlet. Well, um, maybe we're all Pontius Pilate these days. What is truth? Um, I mean, this is the the real question here. When everything is spin, what what is real? And uh, I was just rereading um, a bit of Guy Debord's uh, "The Society of the Spectacle." He was a French unfortunately, Marxist philosopher, but one who did some um, good work on the idea that we have turned into a society that is governed by spectacle, by images, by um, just the, the, the sort of representation of things rather than things themselves, which is so much more true today than it probably was when the board was writing in the early tw- in the mid-20th century. Um, and here we are where everything we get is mediated largely, increasingly these days through the uh, internet, but still through TV and other um, formats where all we're seeing is images that are being presented to us as stories, and we think we know what's going on because we saw an image of this, or we and then we saw an image of that. Um, but that's really just spectacle, and it turns our entire society into one that is governed by uh, governed by our perception of things rather than things that we actually experience. And I think that's coming to a I don't know. I don't want to say coming to a head because everything's always coming to a head. But it is starting to have more and more of an effect on the way that we are living our lives. And I think we're starting to see people really becoming rageful, getting enraged by what they read on the Internet, usually by looking at their same few partisan sources of information and getting enraged by what they see the 
you know, those other guys are up to and never looking at the bigger picture of this and what it really means um, for people's day-to-day lives. We just lost James, apparently. Or I'm here, just... I'm here. Okay. So what you were saying, what this meant to people's, uh, in relation to people's daily lives. Every, yes. So, I mean, I think the ultimate takeaway from this, again, is part of this, this ongoing amping up of the, the, the culture war, the divide and conquer, the, the hating on each other and uh, on our neighbors. Whereas, I don't know about you, but in my day-to-day life, I get along with most of the people I interact with. I mean, uh, I, I think we're starting to, I mean, it, it's almost like people are living d- double lives now, that on the internet, you become this rage-filled person who's just seething with hatred for, you know, the, those others who have those other ideas. Whereas, you know, I, I'd like to think that in our regular, actual human-to-human interactions, we're still able to, to understand and sympathize and empathize with other human beings and try to see things from their point of view and, and maybe agree to disagree. Um, I, I, that there's becoming a smaller and smaller space for that in our, in our interactions, certainly online, and I think that might be starting to encroach on our day-to-day interactions with real humans as well. I'm not sure. I understand exactly what you're saying. I think it's a good observation. I think you're suggesting that we are becoming a little bit schizophrenic that half of our life is devoted to the people around us. We actually have to deal with them. And the other half is devoted to what we perceive over the Internet. And while we may make, you know, we we get along with the people that are close by, we get on the Internet, and it fuels a certain amount of rage. And I'm wondering, is that rage, if I'm understanding you correctly, you seem to think that maybe the rage that we pick up out of the media it's going to be going to translate into our personal lives, real lives, reality with friends and neighbors and loved ones. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's not, it's not such a theoretical connection. Let's look at something very specific that happened this week. You may or may not know that a group called DC Leaks just apparently leaked a bunch of information on George Soros and his Open Society Foundation, yep. which exposed a bunch of emails, including emails proving what had been reported previously but dismissed as conspiracy theory by the mainstream establishment media, which was that Soros has provided uh, $33 million of funds to various groups that were involved with the protests in Ferguson and uh, the, the real the beginnings of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, now, now we actually have documentation on this and we have the internal emails that were being sent back and forth and the, uh, the various groups that were being supported here that were literally paying to bus people in from outside uh, Ferguson into Ferguson so that they could start these protests and uh, continue them on. Uh, that's a really specific example of how there are powers, powers that shouldn't be, you know, people with, with vast amounts of resources that are directing those resources toward fomenting civil unrest in society. And I think that's one way that this is starting to, to, to take place in real life. It, it was a sort of Internet online war that is becoming a real on-the-streets type of war. You know, we're talking about a character, George Soros, who in a sense is like a James Bond villain a little bit like Goldfinger. And he's using his massive wealth to do what he wants to do in the world. And the question is, we can't say that's a surprise necessarily. I think anyone who gets too much money, they get to say they believe they can do whatever they want to do. But why hasn't someone sent 007 out to get him? 
I mean, there have been, it's, it's common knowledge that Soros has claimed that he wants to destroy the United States of America. Why is he being protected? And I can imagine the reason, but I'm curious, why hasn't anyone gone after him? Do you have an idea? Well, who would have the resources to go after a James Bond villain like that? I mean, it requires the resources, uh, similar resources to what he himself can muster. And uh, obviously, you and I, and those of us who are listening to this broadcast, I would imagine most of them, do not have those types of resources. The people that would would be nation state actors or other rich billionaires or that, that sort of thing most of whom I think are on his side, uh, one way or another. And even the ones that oppose, uh, I mean, there is a kind of a left-right schism even up at the top of the, you know, the upper echelons of power that shouldn't be. But the ultimate number one rule of that game is do not upset the game itself. You can, you know, do this or that to the other player, but you never do anything that would expose the whole game. And I think that's that's ultimately what we have. I, I imagine at the very, very top echelons of power, you have something of a Mexican standoff going on where everyone has the goods on someone else. And uh, that's why no one ever, you know, spills the goods on, on the people at the top because they can expose the whole game. Are you suggesting that George Soros isn't acting independently, but is essentially a front man for one or more governments? Oh, I, I don't know if it's a government thing. I don't think this is in the nation-state game. I think that we're, we're beyond that in many ways, and I think that Soros is one reflection of that post-nation-state era where there are now groupings of individuals who have more power than nation-states themselves. And I don't think Soros can, can wield that power by himself unilaterally, but I think he obviously has like-minded people um, in some of those positions that, that clearly do support what he's doing. Do you think they support him out of for ideological reasons, or how many of our how many sit back and say, "I agree with George Soros, and I'm going to support this guy"? How many do it because George Soros is paying them? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good question. Well, I guess we can kind of directly see the uh, the people who are on the payroll, and you know, the, their obvious monetary incentive in all of this. But I think there is an ideological aspect to it as well. There are people who genuinely and truly believe in global government. Um, you know, as the, the type of ideal that uh, some people might believe it to be. Um, and they, they're, they're, uh, among that subsection of people, there are people who believe that sort of any method to get there will be okay, including deception of uh-huh. various sorts. And I think Soros would be one of that ilk, and I'm sure there are many others who agree with him, especially in that super class identified by Henry Kissinger's uh, mini-me, David Rothkopf, in a book, I believe in 2008, which was called Superclass, where he argued we are in a post-nation state era, and there's about 6,000 transnational actors on the world stage who have the ability to influence world events um, through the the resources that they can muster and uh, that they're in the groups that they're privy to. And this is no longer the realm of conspiracy theory. It's now members of that superclass coming out and talking about how the superclass is, you know, the ones that are really calling the shots. I read an article from the Associated Press that talks about divided America. Temperatures rise, temperatures rise, U.S. splits. And they talk about uh, the, the difference between liberal versus conservative is no longer absolutely clear. And they raise, they at least imply that maybe the reason we see Trump in the Republican Party and we see Sanders in the Democratic Party isn't simply because 
people are fed up with the establishment. But maybe we're getting a new set of values, and the big tent Republicans, the big tent Democrats, somehow don't accommodate this new set of values. They point out that the global warming issue, it's more divisive than abortion or gay marriage. They focus on this global warming issue quite a lot. Um, where are we? Are we on the verge of seeing a, a serious change in the Republican Party, serious change in the Democrat Party? Could we see the emergence of third parties that focus primarily on one issue? Somebody, the GMO Party, the Abortion Party, the Gay Marriage Party, for or against? Could those parties begin to emerge, or will they always just be wings of uh, the big tent? I, I'm skeptical as to whether those types of parties could survive, but I think that there is, I mean, if there has ever been a time for those types of specific and focused third parties to arise, I, I would say it's in this context. And they have arisen before in American history. Um, the first ever third party in the U.S. was the Anti-Masonic Party um, that was formed in New York in the late 1820s and uh, dissolved in 1838, but did have a, uh, an effect on the elections during that time period. So this type of thing has arisen in American politics before. One would think that at this moment, there is the biggest uh, groundswell of support for some sort of third party alternative, which is also, I mean, it's interesting to look at the way the Libertarian Party would seem to be po posed to take that place, but seems to be shooting itself in the foot at every possible term, alienating their own fan base by being anti-Second Amendment and uh, arguing for greater restrictions on speech and things of that sort, just baffling positions for Libertarian candidates to be taking. So um, th 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 there's still that void. And I think that's definitely what's being pointed to in this election cycle. And I think you're right. The traditional left and right divide is not quite uh, it, it's not per pertaining in the same way anymore. I mean, look at Trump and the policies he's supporting. A lot of them are not traditional Republican policies. If anything, I mean, he is he uh, he is a bit of a Democrat in a lot of ways, or what we would have thought of as a Democrat. But in other ways, I you know he d identifies with traditional Republican uh, issues. I think there is at a least change for today. Place. Yeah, it's hard to know for sure yeah, where exactly. Trump identifies. He, he, I'm not Good sure point. he exactly knows. Um, he impresses me as someone, if you need a railroad from New York to San Francisco, get Trump. He'll build it, and he'll get it in fast, gone time, and under price. Uh, if you're looking for a philosopher, probably you ought to look a little further. This, uh, well, we'll talk more about that in a moment. We're going to take a break for some commercials. I'll be back with James Corbett from thecorbettreport.com. In just a moment, please stay tuned to Financial Survival. ibuprofen, or prescription drugs. They can lower immunity and cause dependency. Is there a safe alternative? I'm herbalist Wendy Wilson, 
and I prefer willow bark and meadowsweet herbs to control pain, fever, aches, and inflammation. God's herbs are good, and you won't be disappointed. Call Apothecary Herbs for pain or extra strength pain relief formula, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International, 704-875-8010 or online, thepowerherbs.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Here with James Corbett from thecorbettreport.com. Mentioned in the previous segment, talked about the Libertarian Party shooting itself in the foot by embracing ideas that are foreign to its own constituency. And it, ring, it reminds me of a couple of points. First off, back six, eight years ago, six, I suppose, the Tea Party sprung up in Austin, Texas. I was around at the time, I was in that vicinity at the time. I watched it happen. They had, it was really, they had some exhilarating meetings. There was something really exciting um, and inspiring. These, the bunch of people were sincere. They, they were moving in a particular direction. They were pleased with themselves. They were pleased with their opportunity. But pretty soon, new people came in. And they were intelligent, articulate. They took control. And the Tea Party never did seem to regain its original enthusiasm. When we talk about the libertarians shooting themselves in the foot, are we talking about just stupidity, ignorance, or are we talking about the? Are we? Is, is it possible that the government has infiltrated and put people in positions of power whose business is to at least neuter the particular? third-party movements, Black Panthers, Tea Party, whatever. Does that sound like I've been reading too many uh, Alex Jones uh, <laughs> editorials? Have I become no, it, too it, paranoid, it, or am I maybe, is there some truth to this? Well, it's perfectly plausible. I have no data to back that up per se, but I can say that, it, it, you know, even if that weren't the case, and even if this was just the spontaneous phenomenon of a party that is, you know, it, for the first time in a long time positioned to actually take up a part of the vote, a substantial part of the vote, uh, it, it could be just the way that those types of calculations are made on a political scale. 
um, that it ends up shooting itself in the foot. Uh, what really what the Libertarian Party should be positioning itself as right now is the truly third party, the true alternative to the Democrats and the Republicans. It is not left. It is not right. And sometimes people frame it as saying libertarianism is, oh, we take some you know, social ideas from the left and some uh, economic values from the right. And that's what. No, that that isn't it. Libertarianism is its own political philosophy that rests on the idea of the freedom of the individual. And I think if someone could articulate that message very clearly as an alternative, there would be a lot of people that are hungrier now than ever before for a real viable alternative to this two-party monstrosity. That is not what is happening right now. And it looks like the Libertarian Party, again, whether it was infiltrated or whether this is just the party doing it to itself, looked like it went for the safest possible candidates, uh, you know, to try to to basically take advantage of the death spiral of the GOP right now and suck up some of those votes. So they went with uh, Gary Johnson, who, of course, was also, I believe, at the helm in 2012 and I think got something like one percent of the popular vote. Um, and uh, his his uh, running mate uh, this time is uh, Bill Weld, the former governor of Massachusetts, who is also a gun grabber. He uh, doesn't like the Second Amendment. He said that uh, AR-15s are a weapon of mass destruction, and handguns are even worse. Uh, they've talked about uh, needs to limit uh, speech. They've talked about, uh, you know, uh, uh, I think Johnson famously said something to the effect of, he was posed the question, do you think a, uh, a Jewish baker should be forced to bake a Nazi cake? And he said, well, you know, sometimes you've got to bake a cake. <laughs> I mean, uh, of course, obviously, a, a, a sort of a, a play on that recent um, uh, in case of the, the Christian bakery having to bake a, a, a wedding cake for a, a gay couple and being forced to do so by the state because otherwise it would be discrimination. Well, the libertarian principle is, yeah, no, a business owner gets to decide what happens with their business. And the way that if you don't like that, then you don't buy a cake from them. That is your way of getting back. You don't go in with the, the, the police yeah. state force of yeah. the, the state and give them the power to decide what businesses can or can't or should or shouldn't or must or must not do. Um, it's just baffling that a libertarian candidate would be on the side of the police state in something like this. But that's the position we're at. And it means that there still still is this gaping wide open hole for a true freedom candidate. Can you imagine if Ron Paul was running as a libertarian candidate right now and how much different this election would be? I understand. When we talk about the Libertarian Party being the party that advocates freedom of the individual, they almost, by definition, have to be the party that is opposed to the establishment. The establishment is there to tell all the peons what to do. If they believe it's their right to tell people what to do and to control them. It's clearly the whole idea of an establishment violates the idea of freedom of the individual. It certainly challenges it. And this would be a time. Do you want an alternative? They should be presenting themselves as an alternative, not to the Republicans or to the Democrats, but to the establishment. Or at least yes. that's the way it appears to me. Yes. And, uh, yes. And here's the way to look at it. It isn't the, the fundamental overarching theme of this election is not left versus right. It is uh -huh. up versus down. It is the authoritarian uh, drive versus libertarian, I'd like to say, but uh, it's certainly not represented by the Libertarian Party at this point. But that, that, uh, that principle of freedom of the individual, that is the real 
establishment versus anti-establishment. And people like to say Trump is some sort of outsider or some kind of maverick. He isn't. He's an authoritarian. He wants to centralize more power in the hands of the federal government to even tell corporations where they can or cannot do their business and all sorts of, uh, you know, he wants to shred the First Amendment and all of these other things that he's come out and said, which has mass popular support because it's a populist uh, idea right now. Authoritarianism, unfortunately, generally is very popular. The problem isn't that we have this massive central government that's trying to dictate every aspect of our lives. It's that the wrong person is in charge of that government trying to dictate every aspect of our lives, which is a fool's game that is won by no one except the people at the top of that system. And the public falls for it every single time. I think the public does want, they want someone to tell them what to do, and that's unfortunate. None of us like to admit that, but it does seem to be human nature. We're looking for somebody to play the alpha male. And you and who will already give us orders, but we are looking for someone to play the alpha male who is going to do what's best for our particular tribe. And what we have is we have somebody up there who's playing the alpha male, all right, but he's working for the benefit of some other tribe. And mm-hmm. I think that's part of the problem we have with the establishment it is perceived that they're not working for the benefit of all the people in the tribe. We'll follow them. We may be a nation of followers or a race of followers, but we're, wait, we're expecting our leaders to do what's best for us, not what's best for some others, and that's what, we, that's what we hope for, but it's not what we've seen over the past, since World War II, really. Yes, yes, no, I, I hear you, and I yeah. think you're, you're right, I mean, the public really does have this continuing hunger and thirst for someone to tell them what to do, and all we need is a better person in charge of the whole system. Um, I, I, I like to think that gradually human beings are awakening to the principles of liberty and why it is better, in fact, not to have such a uh, ruler ruling over the people. But uh, it is a very, very, very slow process. And in the meantime, there's going to be a lot of authoritarians willing to step up to the plate and play on that fundamental human psychology. I think Trump and Clinton are just the latest round of this. And again, I think they're both ultimately on the same side in the sense that they are both authoritarians. They both want a powerful central government to tell people what to do. And uh, people, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, the American people are clamoring for socialism. It's just what type of socialism do they want? Do they want the, uh, the Hillary Clinton brand neocon type socialism? Or do they want the, uh, the Donald Trump brand, you know, nationalist socialism? Uh, either way, it's collectivism and socialism at the end of the day. It is. It's it's a difficult situation to view. It's a difficult situation to admit, and it certainly does not inspire optimism. We used to think about the United States, for example, and I presume Canada, uh, as a country of individual, rugged individualists, and that's less and less true. Is that simply a perception? Is that capacity for rugged individualism still there? It's been blunted by welfare and unemployment, a safety net, the rest of that. Uh, has it been blunted, but it's still waiting to reemerge? Or have circumstances changed where it's no longer possible to be the rugged individualist? Well, it is increasingly difficult to be a rugged individualist in a society that is structured against that individualism. And I think you touch on it there where you say that the the social safety net and all of these things that have come in as part of the New Deal society um, really has fundamentally changed the aspect, the way that people view what is possible. I think a few generations ago,
Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188 That's 800-375-4188 Protect yourself and your family. make the aspirin mistake. Aspirin was discovered by mistake during World War II and suppresses your immune system and prevents blood clotting. Don't expose your body to risk when you can use a natural inflammation and pain reliever called Extra Strength Pain Relief by Apothecary Herbs. Discover the power this formula has with Salicin to enter the system in 60 seconds to work hard and relieve pain for 12 hours. Whether it's arthritis, sports injury, or flu, you can relieve aches, pain, and swelling with our Extra Strength Pain Relief Formula. Call Apothecary Herbs now, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom than he would today. We live in a society that has become so complex. I mean, I can remember when you used to be able to understand an automobile and, and rebuild an engine yourself if that's what you wanted to do. You have to go to college right now in order to take an ordinary engine apart and, and try to rebuild it. You have to have a background in economics and whatever. Do you think that frightens people and it predisposes them. Find me a leader. I can't understand what's going on right now. Will someone please tell me what to do? Yes, but here's the thing that most people don't get. There is a difference between leaders and rulers. Uh-huh. And in a free society, you would have leaders, and you would in the large area, like areas that, of your life that you don't have direct experience over the time to, to get that experience. You would, uh, you would defer to the, the mechanics or the whatever, the economists maybe even. But it would be your choice over which leader you would put your faith in. In this system, everyone elects a ruler who then you know, governs the country, and that is a fundamentally different 
uh, a way of looking at things. And it's an important distinction that most people don't quite grasp, I think. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. We suppose that our congressman represents us to government. I suppose that our congressman represents the government to us. Mm-hmm. He's coming down and telling us everything's okay. Don't we got it all under control? He's supposed to be doing. He's supposed to be working for our, on our behalf. He seems to be working on the government's behalf. Let's give folks a little contact information, James. We have about thirty seconds left. Please go to CorbettReport.com, C-O-R-B-E-T-T Report.com. You can find all of my work there. I have thousands of hours of audio and video media there for free download, and I suggest you take advantage of those archives because uh, who knows you know, what's coming down the line with Internet censorship and all of that. So download it all, and if you like it, please do subscribe to my website. It helps to make this work possible. Thank you, James. Always a pleasure, always interesting. Look forward to talking to you in two weeks. James Corbett from the Corbett Report. I'm Alfred Addisk, and this is Financial Survival. Melody and I will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, good Lord bless you, me, Melody, Frank, the producer, and James Corbett. Bye-bye. I work all night, I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
Welcome to America Betrayed. That was the sound of a Harley for you people that don't know what a Harley sounds like. That was the sound that I heard first time back in 1957 when I met a gentleman who would later become my friend for over 50 years. A great person, a very good friend. As you go through life, you'll find out that you have very few really good friends. You may think like your friends, but you'll find out they never were. But this man was. He never, ever faltered once. At 80 years old, he traveled all the way across the country to see me one time, made by himself. He was always there when I needed him. I met him in 57. I got my first motorcycle. It was a Panhead, Harley Panhead. I was invited to uh, join his uh, little motorcycle club. Went there. It was called the President's. We had a nice little clubhouse, and it was a lot of fun. We went out riding at night. Uh, we had a little saying that if you don't like our riding, stay off the sidewalks. But we were just bikers who wanted to have fun, and that's what Ralph was. So after 50 years of hearing his motorcycle alongside me, his motorcycle is now in heaven. Excuse me. On his way to Sturgis, coming around a turn, very gentle turn from what I've seen of the pictures, went off the road, crashed, and perished. The memorial was put up there by his good friend, Pete Page. Pete Page was also in our club. Another good friend. But I just wanted to dedicate this show to Papa Ralph. I have been away from the show for a number of years, primarily due to health reasons. I started the show in 2008, uh, tried to warn people about Obama back in 2008 with the help of Phil, Phil Berg. Nobody would listen. I had many people on the show that told the truth. My friend uh, Ted Gunderson used to be head of the FBI office in Los Angeles. He told the truth, and they killed him for it. Sonny Bono told the truth. or was trying to tell the truth. They killed him for it. Uh, in my later shows, I'll be getting into who killed him, why they killed him, and so on. These are great people. I'll give you a little bit of my background. I worked in Congress as a congressional liaison for a number of years. I became good friends with Sonny Bono. Uh, James Traficant, uh, Congressman Ed Royce, and a few others uh, uh, on Capitol Hill. And it, when I first went there in 95, I still, like a lot of people, thought it was our government and that these were good people that really cared about this country. Well, I found out very quickly that they weren't. I was a Democrat many years ago. My parents were Democrats because they were for the working class person. But being in D.C., I found out the Democrats are no longer Democrats, they're communists. I want to read you something here, I think, that will really kind of sum it up of what's happened to our country. And it's very, very sad. But unless we do something, this is really what's happened and is going to happen, and there's nothing you can do about it. 
Time is like a river. You cannot touch the water twice because the flow that has passed will never pass again. America will not come back. The American dream ended on November 6, 2012 in Ohio. The second term of Barack Obama has been the final nail in the coffin for the legacy of the white Christian males who discovered, explored, pioneered, settled, and developed the greatest republic in the history of mankind. A coalition of blacks, Latinos, feminists, government workers, union members, environmental extremists, the media, Hollywood, uninformed young people, the forever needy, the chronically unemployed, illegal aliens, and other fellow travelers at Ivnid, Northern Rockwell's America. You will never again outvote these people. It will take individual acts of defiance and massive displays of civil, civil disobedience to give back the rights we have all allowed them to take away. It will take zealots, not moderates, and shy, not reach across the aisle rhinos to right this ship and restore our beloved country to its former status. People like me are completely politically irrelevant, and I will probably never again be able to legally comment or concern myself with the aforementioned coalition, which has surrendered our culture, our heritage, and our traditions without a shot being fired. The Cocker Spaniel is off the front porch. The pit bull is in the backyard. The American Constitution has been replaced with Saul Alinsky's rule for radicals and the likes of Chicago shyster David Oxrod, along with international associates George Soros, has been pulling the strings in the United States of America. The curtain will come down, but the damage has been done. The story has been told. Those who come after us will once again have to risk their lives their fortunes and their sacred honor to bring back the republic that this generation has timidly frittered away due to white guilt and political correctness. Hope it's all wrong, but that's what it looks like to me. I hope that people one day will say enough, but from what I've seen, I, I don't see it happening. I think that it's just gone on too long. Now, I got involved 25, a little over 25 years ago with illegal immigration. Because at that time, I couldn't figure out why illegal aliens could come into this country and be treated like royalty. The woman coming into the country, having a baby, and the baby becoming a U.S. citizen and getting better benefits that our veterans and my parents couldn't get. There's something wrong with that picture. That's like rewarding a bank robber. Hey, you just robbed the bank. Here's your prize. Illegal Cubans. Once they're processed, after they set foot on the U.S. soil, which could be Mona Island, which is a part of Puerto Rico, they're in the U.S., they receive $10,000 in cash, free medical, and a low-interest business loan. What's wrong with this picture? These are all the people that have brought into the country to destroy this country. Our Achilles heel are the blacks and Mexico. Now, the blacks at one time were coming up in the world. You watch videos or film of the blacks during uh, uh, in Harlem in the 30s and 40s. They were dressed very nice. They had nice nightclubs. But what happened? Well, Lyndon Johnson, hey, here's some free money. 
Oh, wait a minute. There's there's a stipulation, though. Uh, you can't have a man in the house. Well, that broke down the black family, and we're seeing the end result of that. We're seeing out that they're thugs. Now, my friend, good friend Jesse Peterson, has an organization in California called Bond, Building a New Des- Destiny for Black Youth, trying to rebuild the, the black family. But I think he's a little too late for that because the Democrats have him controlled. They think that they're the saviors. That's why they keep voting Democrats. They're not the saviors. These are bad, bad, bad people. And the Republicans, the one good thing Donald Trump has done is he's exposed all these charlatans in the Republican Party, these rhinos. They're not, they don't belong there. Now the, the Bushes are saying, well, we're going to support Hillary Clinton. Of course they're going to support Hillary Clinton. It's called the Bush-Clinton crime families. Probably one of the biggest drug cartels in the world. Sonny Bono was going to expose him when he got back to Washington, D.C. Now, why do you think he was killed? Look what's happening to these people now that are exposing uh, this piece of crap Hillary. Falling by the wayside. They're killing more people than the Kennedys did. But yet people keep going on. Well, no, no. Who are who are these who are these people that are voting for Hillary and and uh, this other jerk uh, uh, that was running against her, a communist? Hey, yeah, let's steal from the rich people and give to the poor people. Well, he was bought off by Hillary, of course. It was a setup. How much money he got, who knows? But he goes right out and buys a six hundred thousand dollars house, his third house. This is what communists do. Communism is a criminal enterprise posing as a savior for the poor. But yet these young kids, don't, they don't realize what country we had. I do. I'm, a, I'm in the older generation. I know what we've already lost. These young kids don't. They're dumbed down. They are stupid. A friend of mine in San Diego calls me all the time. He says, hey, John, am I still sane? I can't get anybody to listen. Their eyes glaze over. They're stupid. I thought I said I, I thought that was just where I lived, but it's not. I mean, and that's on purpose. Dumb them all down so they don't know what the hell they're doing. It's like the boiling frog syndrome. The boiling frog syndrome for you that don't know is you take a pot of water, put a frog in it. After you've heated it up, the frog is going to jump out. Put the same pot. Don't heat it up. Put the frog in, the frog will stand there, then gradually heat it up little by little. That's the boiling frog syndrome. Before you know it, he's boiled. That's what's happened over the years. Nikita Khrushchev pounded on the desk at the UN. I will, we will bury you. Well, they have buried us. Well, look what they did to Venezuela. The communists, Cuba, took over Venezuela. They had the third highest oil reserve in the world. Now they're eating out of garbage cans, killing animals. They have to go across the border, sneak into Colombia to, to get food. Now, if you go to the hospital, you have to take your own medicine, your own bandages, everything. That's what they want to do here. They want to have you completely subservient. They are after, hey, let's, we, we need to take the guns. If we take the guns away from them, uh, then then they'll be so easy to take over. But they even have a, uh, they have a, a alternate plan, which... We just finished shooting a film. A friend of mine and myself uh, went down to Mexico. We filmed a uh, film called uh, Water the New Gold. 
We filmed in Mexico and California. We found out that the, the San Joaquin Valley is uh, sinking two feet a year. Uh, we went down into uh, Mexico uh, to find out what the situation was there because they wanted to build a desalinization plant uh, to uh, pipe water up to uh, California and also to the Salton Sea in, in, um, in California. The Mexican government bent over backwards for us, wanted to help us. They even had the Mexican military down in the Sonoran Desert uh, protecting us from the drug smugglers. But we get back to San Diego, my friend gets a phone call. Now, my friend happens to be pretty high up in the Mexican government, but he gets a phone call and uh, he turns pale. I go, what's wrong? Uh, he goes, um, I can't talk about it. Next day, he drives me to the airport to come back home, and he said, my people in Mexico got a phone call that if we continued, it would be the end of us. You know, our investigation into the water, the water crisis. The water crisis has been done by the government because the government wants full control of all the resources. Hey, if we can't take the guns away from them, what are they going to do without water or food? We control it all. People say, oh, man, we've got all these guns in here. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with a tank out in front of your house? Wake up, people. You gotta, you, you, the only way to take, get this government back is by force. It's not going to be done by voting. The voting is rigged like crazy. Illegal aliens have been voting in our elections for years after years. I've sent boxes. I've taken boxes to Congress of known illegals voting years ago, back in 95, 96. I took them to the uh, Republican Party. They did nothing with it. That's why I always talk about Sonny Bono and, and Jim Trafficant from Ohio. Those are two guys that were trying to do something, and they're dead. Congress is a criminal enterprise. Hillary is a criminal. She not, should not even be put in prison. She should be hung, period. It's a Bush-Clinton crime family. They vacationed together. They've controlled the White House for the last 44 years. I hope some of you listen to this and try to do something. I mean, like I said, I, I don't see the only way anything good can happen is if God steps in right now because it is really dire. If, if Trump is legitimate, if he is legitimate, he's the only one we can vote for because what he's saying, he's not part of the system. I mean, he has to be part of the system. I don't like some of his associates that he's associating with. But, hey, he's the only hope we have. If he is a shill, if he's a fraud, then we're done for. We're toast. Now, at break time, I'm going to be playing a couple of Papa Ralph's favorite songs. And after that... We're going to have my old uh, co-host, uh, Rattlesnake Ray, uh, coming on the second half hour. Ray is a rancher down in Arizona on the Mexican border. He's going to be uh, giving us an update on what's happening down there with all the illegals invading our country, not only uh, from Mexico, but uh, Muslims and uh, ISIS and uh, the Chinese are down there, the Chinese uh, I was really amazed when we went into Mexicali, the assistant governor, Baja, told me that there were like 150 Chinese restaurants in Mexicali alone. We now have North Korea in uh, Venezuela. Iran is in Venezuela. One of the comments that uh, 
the head of Russia. Putin said was that if Hillary becomes president, he will destroy the United States. And he can. We can't detect their subs. Piece of crap. Bill Clinton gave the Chinese our age assistance. These Russian fighter planes have flown right over our destroyers, no more than 100 feet above. But if it wasn't a drill, a mock run, 80,000 troops, last I heard, in the Arctic. It's a very bleak picture, but I have hope that God will do something. Step in. Jesus will step in. Now, there there are some boycott stores that we really should keep in mind. One is Target. I'm really happy every time I drive by my Target and see half the uh, parking lot empty. Most of the cars there are employees. That's because they're allowing sodomites into the uh, ladies' restroom. Uh, also, Dasani Yogurt, uh, the owner, said he wants to bring in millions of Muslims. That's another one you have to boycott. Starbucks, another one. He doesn't want people with traditional families coming in to his stores. Okay, well, just let the sodomites go there, too. Just incredible. You know, little bit, they just kept coming and coming and coming. I remember uh, growing up in San Francisco, I was going to start a straight parade uh, back in 1986. It's great to be straight. It's going to start at the ferry building. We're going to have straights on skates, the straights of Gibraltar, Carquinez Straits marching band, Peter Bryant lookalike contest, tykes on bikes, instead of dykes on bikes. And then I get a, it hits the front page of the paper, the San Francisco paper, and I get a phone call from a reporter at the gay newspaper threatening me. He says, you think you're going to get away with this? I said, wait a minute, this is an equal time parade. I'm going to have a straight parade. you got your gay parade. I'm going to have my straight parade. Well, how many people... You think you're going to come? I said, who knows, uh, maybe 30 or 40 in this town? But he, he says, who's to say some of your participants wouldn't be killed? I said, are you threatening me? He said, well, stay over in Yuppie Land, meaning Marin County, because you come over to the city, you're going to be a high-profile target. I said, yes. Yeah. So I went down to the gay bar in Sausalito, handed him out my business cards. It says it's great to be straight. Well, they're all laughing. They think, oh, it means not to be on drugs. But there were three lesbians in there. They knew who I was, and they took all the cards up, and they put them in an ashtray and burned them. And they said, how dare you come in here? So I decided, well, I'll go up to Santa Rosa, 60 miles north of San Francisco. I'll go to a country western bar. Went in the country western bar, handed the bartender, stacking my cards here. Uh, I uh, pass these out, could you? Uh, it's great to be straight. And a little while later, I'm playing the pinball machine, and, all of a sudden, the cards are thrown on the pinball machine. He goes, what are you bringing these in here for? I said, what the heck is this guy talking about? I looked over my shoulder, and there were three, two cowboys dancing with each other. I said, oh, my God, it's like invasion of the body snatchers. Country Western Gay Bar in Santa Rosa. They've ruined San Francisco. I mean, I grew up in San Francisco. I went to junior, uh, grammar school, junior high school, high school. And one of my fellow classmates from grammar school, well, he won't even set foot in San Francisco anymore. They said they've just ruined it. The liberals, the Chinese, the Chinese run the city now. The gays, you can't live there anymore. Which is once Skid Row is now million-dollar condos.
I'm telling you, people, uh, I know it, it was like the last time I was out in San Francisco was a few months ago, probably six months ago. And it was like future shock. I know there has to be progress. I, I know time changes everything, but um, let's hope we can get something to save this country that our forefathers built for us. Otherwise, it's all over. I hope we boycott these stores. I hope you boycott these sports, the NBA. I call it the Negro Circus, the NFL. I mean, we can't find any other white players. Well, we're coming up on break here. And uh, like I said, I'm going to play uh, two uh, songs that were favorites of Papa Ralph's. And also, if you want to read about Papa Ralph, go to Amazon.com and get the book Dead Angel. It's about growing up with Jerry Garcia. I'm grateful that he's my best friend from five years old. And we're going to be playing a song from him uh, at the end of the show. But these two songs coming up, first two are for Papa Ralph. May he rest in peace.
change Oh, how we thought those days would never end Sometimes I hear that song And I'll start to sing along And think, man, I'd love to see that girl again have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with 
your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. to America Betrayed. We're at our second half hour. Hope you enjoyed uh, Papa Ralph's music. That was two of his favorite songs. And like I said before, after the break, we were going down to see Rattlesnake Ray. Rattlesnake Ray has been my co-host, or was my co-host for many years before I uh, took off because of health reasons. Uh, But he's back. He's going to be giving us reports on what's going on down at the Arizona border. So right now, let's go down the Mexican border and find out what's going on with her. Wow, Ray, <laughs> looks like same old, same old, huh, going down down there. Yeah, John, they tried to uh, overrun us several times here, but they're not successful, and uh, my... Stars and Stripes are still flying proudly out here, and they're going to if I have anything to say about it. So, uh, yeah, still holding the 
the fort right down here in the Mexican border. Actually, it's kind of standing outside right now. John, looking at Mexico. Yeah. In, uh, Ray, Ray, I've heard that a lot of Muslims, in fact, ISIS, have been coming across the border there in Arizona. Is that correct? It sure is correct, John. It's uh, sadly, it's sad to say it's correct. Uh, I've got friends of mine that uh, throughout the years I've met that are Border Patrol agents, Customs agents, uh, different law enforcement agents down here in the border. And we, believe me, we have a lot of them right here in Cochise County because uh, of our close proximity to the border. And they tell me all the time that, Boy, I'll tell you what, there's some people coming in here from countries who do not have the interests of America at at their heart. And uh, a lot of the, wow, you know, they they, they can weed them out. These customs agents and Border Patrol agents are, are pretty well attuned to what's going on. And now a lot of these people are trying to get in here from Middle Eastern countries and they're portraying themselves as being something else that that they're not. They're actually uh, integrating and uh, living in Mexico for for as long as they can, for years, and trying to take on uh, Mexican, uh, they're learning their language, they're, uh, and they're actually trying to uh, come across with Mexican accents in order to get in here um, basically portraying themselves as Mexicans when they're actually uh, from dangerous Muslim countries. So wow. it's, uh, it's something you won't ever hear on the media, John. I mean, you'll never hear it from the Hildebeest say anything like that. An old Muslim definitely is not going to say anything to run down his Muslim allies, you know, his insurgents that he wants to get into this country. So it's, it's hey, uh, uh, disarming when you hear what goes on. Ray, I, you know, I hear all this crap about, uh, the, I'm just changing the speed here a little bit with uh, the BLM, the Black Lives Matters uh, crap, and they keep saying they're going to kill all the honkies. I said, why don't you guys go down and start with the cowboys? Well, I'll tell you what, John, anytime Crack Lives Matter would like to come down around here, there's probably, uh, <laughs> there, there's a lot of cowboys around, but I can guarantee you one thing, John, there's a lot of other folks around here, too, who have a bunch of ammunition that they probably need to uh, recycle and make it refresh. So anytime Crack Lives Matter would like to come down, then uh, we could probably uh, accommodate them. Yeah, Ray, yeah. Uh, you, know, I, you know, I did this documentary film just recently, uh, Water the New Gold. There's a preview of it on uh, YouTube. Uh, just uh, type in Water the New Gold, John Clark, and that's a preview. Our hour-long film will be ready, I hope, in the next uh, three or four weeks. Uh, let's hope for that. But, uh, you know, uh, being down there, we found out that, uh, you know, the Colorado River is going to dry up in about uh, two years. And uh, we also found out that uh, about six million Mexicans depend on uh, uh, that water from the Colorado River in northern Baja. And they said, well, where do you think they're going to go when they run out of water? And what about the 40 million people that are going to be affected by the Colorado River drying up? Now, in our film... Uh, we showed that the government was gaining control of uh, all of this. The aqua, there's no aquifer in the San Joaquin Valley. It's sinking two feet a year. Uh, there's no aquifer in uh, down by the Salton Sea, uh, down by Mexicali, where the, uh, the origin of the uh, San Andreas Fault is. And when that uh, goes again, uh, my friend is saying that uh, 
who used to work for JPL, that uh, that land will sink and the Sea of Cortez will rush in and fill that whole Imperial Valley. Uh, but uh, we also found out if Lake Mead goes down another, I think it's six to eight feet, and then, uh, Arizona is going to be cut off uh, uh, by 30% of their water. Now, how do you feel about that? What do you think Arizonans can do? Or do you have to, that much uh, dependence on, on the Colorado where, where you're at? Uh, in the area that I'm at, Don, we don't have that much dependence on the Colorado River. Probably, uh, oh, 100 miles to the the northwest, Tucson does get uh, water from the Colorado River. It's called the CAP Project, Central Arizona Project. Um, water out here in the west is, it always has been, right from the 1800s right up today, it's a, a very... Uh, uh, it's a touchy issue, hot point issue. One of the big things we have around here is because uh, Arizona is a very desirable state, and it has been for the last uh, economic downturn when people are looking at the supposed global warming climate change throughout uh, the northeastern states and up throughout you know the cold states throughout the United States. We see a major influx of people who move in from uh, to, for the weather and. They're retirees uh, from California. We actually call them refugees. We call them California refugees who are moving in here. They're trying to escape the liberal socialist hellhole that these uh, left-wing commie SOBs have created for the good people of California. But what happens with that, John, is we have people coming in from all over the country. Uh, you know, just a say Mississippi, for example, good people, but um, they're used to seeing a green, lush oasis. And they get out here, and the first thing they do is they water lawns, and they try to turn the desert into the area they left from. And then the other thing is, uh, I do believe there's it's the, it's the government plan, I say, John, in order to, if the government control the water, I think, I think they found out that they can't control Americans with their guns. Americans aren't going to give up their guns. But if yeah, they you're control the water, they can control us. That's what we found out in our investigation for the film, right? That, hey, uh, if we can't take the guns away, uh, what are they going to do about water? There are four sources. Now, uh, I find out from my friend uh, who did the film with me, uh, who lives in San Diego, who was originally from Mexico. In fact, he was in the Mexican military at one time. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, filmed some areas, uh, exclusive areas in the hills east of uh, San Diego, uh, where these houses had their own lake, but the lake was pretty much uh, a mud hole that completely dried up. And on one corner, there were 27 for sale signs just on one corner. Uh, he's saying that people are panicking about uh, you know this water thing. Uh, they their houses are going to go down. It's going to affect 40 million people directly. That's just the people involved directly draw directly involved with the, the Colorado River. Uh, it's uh, uh, well, that's and, correct, John. You know, there's some areas down around uh, Yuma, Arizona, where the Colorado River it, it, um, historically it was very very wide. It could be three to four hundred yards wide in some areas. And uh, right now, probably toward the summertime, you could go out there in the the mighty Colorado River. You could actually uh, jump across it, and if you didn't have to jump across it, you could probably walk in it and not get the water above your knees because uh, they're just sucking so much water out of it. And 
that is one thing that Mexico, I mean, that water did traditionally, you know, historically run down into Mexico. And we've got it shut off so much that the Mexicans aren't getting anything from it. And like you said, if uh, there's some Mexicans down there, I mean, there's a lot of good people in Mexico who are barely eking out in existence. And sometimes I wonder if, if everything isn't a big plan, a big agenda that just it is very well thought out that can, uh, you know, destroy the economy of Mexico or Las Vegas is a big sore point on this Colorado uh, River issue because the water over there, a lot of it goes for entertainment the same way when it runs out to California. It's, uh, you know, you see the multi-million dollar movie stars who are turning the desert into a lush green oasis by pumping water that could have gone for the use of crops. In the uh, that San Fernando Valley, uh, you know Fresno area and whatnot up through there, that is was really a, a I mean it, it's a bread basket, the the fruit basket, the vegetable uh, basket of America, and when farmers can't get water to water their crops in order to feed America, and you have uh, on golf courses and people who just don't care as long as they have their little patch of green grass watered, then, you know, it's going to come down, gee, do I like my green grass here? Do I like my uh, fountains going off in Vegas or to rather have something to eat? So I think it's, hey. uh, yeah, yeah, they've really dropped the ball on it. Hey, uh, I want to give a toll-free number for people to call in if they want to talk to you, ask you some questions or myself. Uh, toll-free number is 800-932-1980. If you want to uh, uh, com- make comments, you want to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about or uh, whatever, whatever you want to say, 800-932-1980 is the toll-free number to call in. I'd like to hear uh, what your opinions are of uh, what we've said so far. Uh, I think it's very critical uh, when you see our film come out, the full-length film, I, I think you'll realize what a critical situation it is out there. You know, everybody said the El Nino was going to help, but all it did was hurt, and we knew that because what it did was grow all the grasses and weeds higher, and now you're seeing all the fires that are out of control down there. So it's going to be a hellhole. And I said right at the beginning of our film that this is, I think, the same thing happened a thousand years ago, it was a hundred-year drought, and I think this is what happened to a lot of the civilizations that all of a sudden disappeared, like the Mayans, because of a drought situation like this. You know, the weather changes all the time. Look at the, the, the deserts in the Africa, the, in the Middle East out there. Uh, where did all that oil came from? At one time, it was lush vegetation that was there, and it's gone. So uh, that happens. Ray, I wanted to, I promised somebody, uh, one of the reasons why I came back doing the show is, uh, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. Uh, we're going to be going over uh, many of them uh, that I know about, that I've investigated, that I know directly. Uh, like Sonny Bono, I knew, uh, I know exactly what happened to him. I know what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, tonight, I just wanted to uh, explain on a promo that went out uh, that Jimmy Hoffa was ground up on a pig farm up in northern Michigan uh, because the pigs will eat the bones and everything. Uh, all this uh, nonsense about being under the stadium, under sidewalks, and uh, this other guy, uh, Frank, uh, supposedly uh, is the one who shot him. He did not shoot him. A man by the name of John Cirello is the one who shot uh, uh, Jimmy Hoffa, and uh, uh, Frank is the one who owned the, the pig farm. 
but yet they're trying to uh, close the case by saying it was uh, it was Frank who uh, shot Jimmy Hoffa. That's a bunch of nonsense. We could prove it. We have all the evidence to prove it. Uh, that's uh, the one thing that I'm going to explain tonight. Uh, in other nights, I'm going to talk about my cousin, Marilyn Monroe, uh, who killed her, why they killed her, and so on. Some people think they may know. I don't think you do. But you'll find out. Uh, I'll probably talk about it on the next show. And then I'll be talking about Sonny Bono, exactly what happened to him, uh, JFK, RFK, Martin Luther King, uh, JFK Jr., my friend Ted Gunderson, uh, what happened to all these people. We have a very evil force controlling. Uh, it's not our government anymore. Believe me, it's not. And there's no difference between the Democrats or the, or the Republicans. Uh, it's all a criminal enterprise. And the only way to uh, change it is to take it back by force. There is no other way. I don't see any way at all. We, uh, the voting is all rigged. I know uh, many years ago I uh, went up to uh, um, Nebraska to uh, uh, investigate uh, Senator Hagel. Uh, I found out Senator Hagel, when he ran, uh, was an unknown, but he ran against Ben Nelson, who was a, a, an incumbent, very well liked, but yet uh, he won by 80 uh, percent, Senator Hagel. So I did a little investigation and found out he was on the board of directors of Diebold. Who's Diebold? Diebold makes the voting machines. What did Obama do? He appointed him as secretary of defense because Diebold counted the votes the last election. So and I've told people that if Hillary gets in, it's all over for this country unless you do something about it. The country will be toast. It would be the only time I'd ever consider moving out of the country. It will be an absolute hellhole. She will go beyond what Obama's done. And like I said, my show tried to expose Obama back in 2008, but nobody would listen. You remember that, Ray, with Phil Berg? Oh, I sure do, John. I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's kind of an interesting thing that, you know, when you say conspiracy theories and whatnot, and there can be a conspiracy theory basically formulated, built, manipulated to, to fit any situation. But uh, I do remember when I first met you and talked with you, I was I was quite cynical. Uh, I couldn't believe what you were telling me that I just could not believe in my heart that a person living in the United States of America could, could absolutely harbor such hatred for this country. I, I just didn't see that being possible. It, it's it's not something that I ever imagined, and the more I talked with you, the more I read, the more I, uh, you know, I never would watch the, the dinosaur ABC, CNN-type uh, media, but the more that I think we're aware now in this new technology age, and I'm, I'm very, I'm a Luddite or whatever, I guess they call it as far as that goes, but uh, I, I was just, uh, my eyes were opened as to, how corrupt and how almost anti-American with their own agenda, their own personal agenda, that these scumbag politicians are. And I've always been a bit more aligned with the Republicans. I'm not one that swallows their Kool-Aid, but I just consider them to be the lesser of the two evils. And I still think they are a lesser of the two evils as far as our gun control is concerned. But uh, it was actually an awakening, John. It, it, it's, a, it's a scary, scary thing. A lot yeah. of people probably don't want to deal with it, but uh, well, Ray, the more yeah. that I looked into it, it's correct. Yeah, well, don't feel bad, Ray, because most people get their news by the, the controlled media. 
uh, then. I, I, long time people thought Fox News was, uh, you know, the good guys. They're all they are, a controlled opposition. In fact, a Saudi prince owns, uh, well, I think he's a prince, but I know he's a Saudi Arabian who owns uh, most of the majority of, of uh, Fox. Uh, the Bush crime family, the Clinton crime family are tied into the Saudis. Uh, one Saudi prince said he's going to spend $40 billion to turn the United States into an Islamic country. So people wake up, better do something. Because like the part I read at the beginning of the show, that is the future of America. Unless you stand up and be, like I said, be the only time that. Uh, well, John, I, never... I mean, I would, I would agree with you on that. I mean, it's very, very difficult to sort it out because uh, I honestly think there is everything, every single thing that, that this country is uh, involved in, I think is is just intertwined with every other country in the world. These people, you know, they say, well, it's global, it's globalist, but uh, I think you have to look out for your own. But uh, I think there's just a, a corrupt finger on, every, on the pulse of every single thing that goes on in this nation with every other corrupt uh, country in the world, and it's not there corrupt. I think uh, it, it's eventually, it seems as though it's become the way. It's the, the way of business. And I do remember you telling me one time, John, I said, you know what, I'd love to go into, uh, if I ever became a senator or something, went into Washington, D.C., I, I said, you know what, then the SOBs would not corrupt me and everything. I, I said, I would I would stand up to them. I mean, if I had to throw one through a door or something, came in my office room and started trying to corrupt me or bribe me or whatever, and I remember you saying to me, but you would have to uh, be concerned about the life of your family. Totally exactly. took my legs out for underneath me, John, what you said. I mean, these are these are hitmen, assassin, scum, scumbag, POSs that I, I never thought I would say this about. The people, uh, you know, supposedly the politicians that have a, your best interest in this country, but I don't think there's a one of them that I would trust for one one second. I mean, no, maybe there's a couple good. that their intentions, but they're they're scumbags. Well, the hitman that I got a lot of my information from said these are ruthless, ruthless people. Now, the hitman I talked to uh, became a hitman for mostly people in the Middle East for the CIA and FBI, uh, but originally he was a hitman for the Teamsters. He put people in cement. I think you know who I'm talking well, about. The, the, sure. So, John, I think the Clinton crime family uh, makes the, the the Gambinos, <laughs> you know, John Gotti and all those, those guys are Boy Scouts compared to the Clinton well, crime family. Yeah, JFK and RFK were ruthless killers also. They were really ruthless killers. People don't realize that. They had a lot of people killed besides my cousin Marilyn, but also their friend Mary Myers, which people are not aware of. But we're going to be talking about that on another show. Now, we're coming up on the end of the show, Ray, and I just want to talk a little bit about my other friend. We had uh, I played some uh, music and dedicated the show to my friend Papa Ralph, who was uh, riding motorcycles with me. He was a good friend for over 50 years. Uh, he got killed on his way to uh, uh, Sturgis, uh, over 80 years old, and he was uh, riding by himself up to uh, uh, Sturgis. But another friend of mine, a childhood friend of mine, uh, Jerry Garcia, unfortunately, Jerry went left, I went right, uh, but uh, he was still a good friend from five and six years old. I wrote a book called Dead Angel. It's on Amazon. Uh, if you'd like to pick it up and read it, it's about our early 
years with Jerry and also with Papa Ralph and Pete Page and, and Bob Roberts and uh, Filthy Phil and uh, all the others uh, that were still are friends of mine, the ones that are still around. Filthy Phil is still around. Pete Page is still around. Uh, a few others. But uh, uh, these, are, like I said, you find out as you get older who your friends are when you when you reach 70 or 80 years old, you're saying, now, who are my friends? And you look around and say, well, these are my friends because they're still here. They really care about me. So I just want to end the show with uh, uh, one of my favorite songs from uh, Jerry from the Grateful Dead. I think you know which one it is. And hopefully, Ray, you'll continue being my co-host because people really like to hear you. you uh, we like to get more information from you, especially from Cocaine Bahrain, what's going on over there in Douglas, Arizona and uh, also the other customs agents. Uh, we had some really good times down there. And uh, But my wife said, get, get her a smaller horse next time we come down to your ranch, okay? Yeah, we're going to bring uh, one of the horses in front of Walmart, John. We just have to put quarters in it for her. Oh, yeah, that's a quarter horse, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, darn, that's what I always, I always thought that's what a quarter horse was. And so I kept putting quarters in. But, uh, that's what yeah, great. Hey, uh, like I said, go to see uh, Dead Angel uh, on Amazon.com. My other book, Pozan, P-O-Z-A-N. There's a picture of me and Sonny Bono in there if you'd like to pick that up. And uh, it's a, a pretty scary story. Uh, you've read it, Ray. I, uh, I've read both of them, John. An interesting read. Yeah. Uh, two, two parts of my life, and hopefully I'll keep doing the show. It's been many years since I... I uh, went away from this because of health reasons, uh, but I feel a little better now, so hopefully we can do this. Well, maybe uh, you'll, you'll be able to keep uh, continue on doing the show, John. Just don't attend any uh to be splitting rally, so uh, your, your health might stay better then. Okay, Ray, stay safe down there. We're glad to have you back on board, back in the saddle again. Here we go with uh, Touch of Gray from uh, Grateful Dead.
Don't forget to tune in to the Sulphur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Branch Ministry, 
And now, here's Pastor Dan. Greetings, saints, and welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We are broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is August 18, 2016. Contact me. Either call me or email me. Prefer email. 
uh, and then I'll call you back or whatever. But if you want to help without that, uh, for some people, it's just a simple pro- process. They just go boom, 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 and it's done. Well, for me, it's not a simple pro- process. Anyway, remember, we are a national satellite radio program, which is simulcast live on the net internationally. So pray about supporting airtime. Airtime does cost, and even while you get radio for free, it costs to put radio out there and even to podcast it. On another note, I want to thank our listener base that is worldwide in places like Helsinki, Finland, Mexico City, Mexico, Mexicali, Baja, California, Mexico. You know, Baja, California is in Mexico. Anyway, who would know? Sargasso, Sargasso, Spain, Hyder, well, here's one, Hyder, Hyderban, Hyderbad. Hyderabad, maybe that's it. Hyderabad, India. Mumbai, India. New Delhi, India. Vancouver, Canada. Calgary, Canada. Toronto, Canada. Winnipeg, Canada. Montreal, Canada. And there's about four other cities in Canada. And I was looking at the map today when I was getting those names, and I noticed practically all of these cities seem to be just almost right on the border or real close to it. Does everybody in Canada live on the border? Don't they live up further north? Is it too cold for them? What's the story? Or it's just the people that are on the borderline with the United States that want to hear a program. I don't know, but it sure looked different. Anyway, of course, cities in the good old USA like Sacramento, California, town and country Florida. You folks down there in Florida, you need to be out there rooting for Trump and not Hillary. Anyway, Corpus Christi, Texas, Anaheim, California, Columbus, Ohio, Buffalo, New York, Washington, D.C. Who thought those people would listen to us? Plano, Texas, as well as Wichita, Kansas, which still remains the largest group of listeners to our radios, programs, when they podcast later tonight, and a short message to you folks over there in Wichita. But first, there's a brother who used to be in the military. He no longer is. And uh, we just recently gave him a key, and he brought some food by. And I know you're real busy, brother. Um, but I just uh, wondered what happened to you. I haven't seen you in a while. If you if possible, drop by and say hi. We just got through doing a remodel over there. But anyway, you folks in Wichita, stop by and see what we do and what we did. If we're looking for somebody that knows how to lay floor tile over there because we're in the middle of trying to fix things, and we don't. We need somebody that knows how to lay floor tile. Short and long of it. Anyway, a program. We'll get on tonight's program. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua HaMashiach's name I pray. Father, I pray that radio not goes according to your will and not my will, nor my guest will. So please, Father, give everybody out there ears in which to hear the truth. In your Son's mighty name, Yeshua HaMashiach, amen and amen. Well, the question keeps arising. Is America the end-time Babylon, or does it even really matter? Right now, the United States of America has a great choice to make, choose light or choose darkness. I believe not, does, I, I believe this. What I'm going to say is not the say of Yahweh, but this is what I believe. I believe that this election is the most important election in the history of the United States, maybe even for the whole world, I believe. If we choose Hillary, we choose the Supreme Court justices that will allow any sort of liberal or evil thing into this country. Such things on the table will be, will your children, wives, granddaughters, sons be safe in bathrooms? For the sake of a a minus number, we will be forced, meaning a minus number, there's not that many percentage in this country that even our friends, this tight or whatever they want to call them, uh, but will we be forced to tolerate this? 
just because of that few people, it's just a way to change everything. It's a way to go over our Christian values. We will be forced to tolerate anyone in our bathrooms and showers, anyone, anywhere. Do you think that is of the father? Next on the list, liberal college professors are already saying pedophiles have been that way from birth. So again, it's okay, is it? Really, under this, if you protect your children, would you or could you not be prosecuted? If you protect your children from pedophiles, say somebody is molesting your children and they pass the law saying that pedophilia is okay, and you stop this from going on with violence, will you go to jail? Think about it. Already, schools across the country are teaching little children, children that it's okay to be a boy or a girl, or decide that you're, in fact, just general uh, gender neutral, which I really think there is a goal. That's the goal I really think it is, to make us all one entity. That's of the devil. One that is sexless, that we wouldn't have sex, so sex wouldn't matter as a society. It would all be okay. That's Sodom and Gomorrah. I see now in court. There in a country, a woman's been arrested for admitting to or having sex with various dogs. She was not judgmentally ill, and she did as she did not see any wrong in it. She wasn't even mentally ill. These indeed are the days of Noah and Sodom and Gomorrah. You see naked people in the streets, city after city, saying they should be allowed to go naked. The coastal cities and some connected to them have went the way of Baal worship. Just as the word says, there is nothing new under the sun. I just read an article that says the government is pushing lesbians to become farmers. Why do you say, why would you want to do that? They want to spread corruptness to the Bible Belt. What do you choose this day? Light or darkness? As for me and this, my house, we chose to serve Yahweh and his son, Yeshua. This song, Noah, um, puts it all together. Let's see if it's there. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. Luke seventeen twenty six. Then the days of Noah keeps ringing in my ears. People laugh and scoff when they hear the end is near. They go right on with building, not giving God a thought. Getting about the flood in anger he wants fall. The spirit of old Noah. Devils got them blind. They walked the path so broad. More riches trying to buy. Some just think of money and how to get some more. But little do they realize God's closing up the door. Soon the door will close. And when they hear it,
your trust in wealth you've lots to fear for the distant thunders are rumbling and the storm is almost here you must put your trust in Jesus for he's our today when the storm of darkness comes in him you will be saved yes the spirit of old Noah is alive and well today Telling him of Jesus That he's the only one But most won't even listen The devil's got them blind They walk the path so broad More riches trying to find They walk the path so broad More riches trying to find As in the days of Noah, he also said it'd be as in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, are these just Noah and Sodom and Gomorrah, just two little nice um, stories they tell in church? I wonder what they say the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah is now, really. When, you know, actually, we know the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah was homosexuality. You know, men, they wanted to do something to the angels. And, it, and they wanted to know them. You know, when they say know them in the Bible, that means, you know, know them. That means, like, man and woman have sex, or I guess for that matter, everybody's out there having sex before marriage. Well, maybe not everybody, and I'm not going to jump into the bandwagon and sit here and condemn this or condemn that. I'm just going to tell you that we are in those days, but as you notice, just as, as you look at women or you you look at uh, stars, you know, I can't even look at one of these things that are on TV award shows because the women are, they're practically all the way undressed. It seems like the stars, the, the ladies, in, in fact, are running a race, a race with each other to who can, you know, dress with the least clothes on in public. And then on her Instagram accounts, I hear that they're, they're even shooting their nude photos around. What happened to stars? I mean, you know, back what happened to their morality? But the country, as, as a large part, especially on the coast, look towards TV and entertainment as to what the norm should be instead of looking to your church. And where has the church been in this? Where has the body of Messiah been in this? Why haven't they stood up and condemned it? You know, in in the the years when I was a child, you know, they could not, in fact, it was like 20 years ago when they changed it, but they didn't even show women in underwear on TV in a commercial. I remember old commercials on TV where they put, uh, they would show women's underwear on a mannequin and talk about it, you know, and a mannequin wouldn't even have a head or legs or arms, just a short little body mannequin as to not, from, uh, you know, make it proskiomous or whatever. Um, and then now women appear, even on broadcast TV, uh, appear new, you know, they're trying to change your norm. And how did they do that? They did it by running uh, people out of not people prayer out of the schools. They ran God out of the schools. They ran the Ten Commandments out of the schools. Um, and after the 60s, you know, 
it wasn't the, the hip thing as much to go to church. And so churches even started preaching a different message. Instead of preaching about sin, they pre- started preaching softer and softer doctrine. You know, they didn't want to upset people for fear they would run down the street uh, to another church, a mega church, and give them their money. And while the, ch- the churches that, that didn't have bigger entertainment and still preach the world, word, you see the the people inside of those churches becoming older and older because the youth is fleeing from those churches because they're seeking out entertainment instead of what the Holy Spirit would give you. You go to church or to a place called a church, you're supposed to be convicted. That preacher is, the word says, how would you know unless a preacher preach it to you? The preacher is supposed to convict you of sin. He's supposed to th- make say things to you, to the body that would make him think. Have you ever, any of you ever read the book of Proverbs? I know, even to this day, and I've been out of the world for so long, I can read the book of Proverbs and I go, oh, ouch, ooh, you know, because it's like it's poking me and prodding me for all the things that, that King Solomon is saying to us. So if you haven't read the, the book of Proverbs, that's probably for this this generation, that's probably some awful good medicine that you should read from it every day. But there's the point. So if the, preach, if the preachers aren't preaching, how will you know? How will you know what's wrong? Yes, you can get into your word. I encourage you. You should all be burning up that Bible, and your Bible should be a tattered mess from all the times that you have read it. I know mine's ripped. The cover's even ripping off, and I was praying that I'd figure out how to put another kind of cover over it or something, and, and I haven't figured that out yet. But, you know, I keep using that same old Bible. And it's beat up, and it's marked up, and, you know, I see people, they get brand new Bibles, you know, and they don't even want to touch it with a pen. I don't want to hurt the Bible. Well, you're supposed to mark it up. You're supposed to highlight things. That book is there to teach you and make it easy. When you highlight those things, that makes it easy. Um to go to something, you know, except for when you get like my Bible, so much of it is highlighted and marked up that, you know, it's almost like, uh, you know what I mean, that it's almost so Bible. But anyway, um, we must be into the Word. We're in a terrible time. This nation, this year, is going to decide if it's going to be blessed or cursed. Are, and along that with the people, I am not kidding you. If Hillary Clinton gets in office, you will see everything liberal just become, it will become legalized because they will appoint Supreme Court justices. It will go on beyond Hillary. That will go on beyond, like, say, if we get a, a conservative next president, you can't take the justices out once you put them in. They're there for life. And so once the justices are there, then They'll just start taking everything to court, and the justices will tell us what the law is and is not. To me, that does not sound like the United States of America. And, you know, why is it that everybody just calls America America? I mean, really, we're the United States of America. If you say America, what are you talking about? North America, South America, Central America, what are you talking about? If you just say, well, America, we're Americans. Well, yeah, we're Americans. So are the Mexicans, and so are the Canadians, and so are the people in South America. Those are all Americans. But when I, so I try, it really bothers me, and and I'm even guilty of that myself, that I try to say USA or, you know, United States of America, that has that nationalist good ring to it. But really, 
darkness is coming. Will America be blessed this election, or will it be cursed? I think that's our choice right now. The Father puts a choice before us. Choose this path, the narrow path, or choose the other path, which will lead to darkness and destruction. Which path will you choose? The easy path or the hard path? Well, you know, we'll get into some more of this um, after a break, but remember, go to prophecyhour.com, prophecyhour.com, that's our website. You know, there's all kinds of things over there. You can find out all about our ministry, email addresses and addresses where to send donations and so on and so forth, the many different ways to listen to radio, or if you go to AmericanVoice.com, they've got lots of ways to listen to radio over there. But in the meantime, this is Pastor Dan, and we'll be back in three minutes. Dan will be right back. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188 That's 800-375-4188 Protect yourself and your family.
now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to Wichita Homeless. Charlie Rose of CBS um, earlier 
uh, I think it was this week. Anyway, one might be reminded of the NATO airstrikes on military bases and other enclaves of power held by Libyan leader Qaddafi. Actions decide to aid the rebels and bring about Qaddafi's overthrow. As Sheikh Sullivan, aide to Mrs. Clinton, wrote, she has leadership, ownership, stewardship of this country's Libya polish from start to finish. And so everything in, uh, happened in Libya, including Benghazi, is on her. And now it's just, Libya is just a crazy place. Everybody's being killed there, and it's a you know sanctuary for ISIS. Does she have a similar interventionist plan in the works for Syria? Would be bombing, that would be bombing Russians. Think about it. These are her kind of people. These kind of people that are talking are her kind of people. This is what she will put in to various offices. Putin already informed his commander some time ago, if Hillary gets into office, to expect a nuclear war. They would be, in this case, defending themselves or their people. You hear me? If she does this and she attacks the Russians, do they not have the right to defend themselves? And what would that defense be? They said that they, it's in their um, doctrine to use nuclear weapons first strike. I'll let you think about that. And really, the only place of safety is being on holy ground. Are you on holy ground? Well, I think I have another song for you. We'll hear it now. Are 
standing on holy ground. To be standing on holy ground, you know, the, the Word says that you're supposed to be holy because He was holy. How do we be holy? That's by trying to be as close as we can to be without sin. What is sin? Sin is transgression of the law, or if you read the word Torah. So you need to put the instructions in the, that's what the Torah is. But moving right along, I want to get to, say, to you about the Russians. Right now we have from the worst century beacon, the Pentagon has identified eight staging areas in Russia where large numbers of military forces appear to be preparing for incursions going into the hurricane, the Ukraine. According to U.S. defense officials, as many as 40,000 Russian troops, including tanks, armored vehicles, and Air Force units, are now arraigned along U.K.'s eastern border with Russia. Additionally, large numbers of Russian military forces will conduct exercises in the coming days that Pentagon for officials say could be used as a cover for an attack on the U.K. That nation is supposed to be our friend. Would Obama or Hillary help them talking about the U.K.? Would it lead us to World War III, that, as many say that we're already in? Right now, today, we hear that the U.S. is reportedly, listen to this, the U.S. is reportedly move, moving nuclear weapons from Turkey to Romania amid the rising tensions in the U.K. That's Ukraine, um, not the United Kingdom. Okay, let's back that up. I, I realized the, the phone there. In the Ukraine. And after a recent report warned that ISIS could steal the nukes in Turkey. So they're moving the ones they had into Turkey and are using it as an excuse to closer to the Ukraine. Anyway, let's go on to Romania. At least 50 tactical nukes are stored in an Air Force base about 70 miles from the Syrian border. And a new source from the U.S. from there in the U.S. that says they are moving at least 20 of them to Romania, which shares a border with the Ukraine. What do you think Russia thinks about that? Do you think that they think, oh, that's just doing it because of ISIS? Think about it. U.S. officials have denied the claim that they are, but recent developments reveal there's credibility to the reported nuclear transfer. Well, you know, they deny everything. Just like now Obama admits that it was ransom. Well, he'd been denying it was ransom. Now they decide it was ransom. Okay. You know, remember your health care? He said you can keep the doctor that you want to keep. Remember that? Did you keep your doctor? Anyway, for one thing, Turkey is now considering military ties with Russia due to its deteriorating relationship with NATO. That's NATO. That's just the United States. So relationships are changing. Turkey is a nation to watch, with Erdogan making a na the nation an Islamic country bent on having a caliphate. <clears throat> Folks, that's another step towards the Ezekiel 38 and 39 life lineup, which that is Armageddon. Not saying it is right now, but the lineup is there for the Antichrist to arise out of the nation spoken of in Ezekiel. These things have to come to pass. The nations have to line up. I don't know when I say Armageddon, I don't mean it's going to be tomorrow, but it means that the, the Antichrist is on the path to, to rising up, and it will be an Islamic Antichrist. That's what I believe. If you ever read the book Islamic Antichrist or listen to Joel Richardson on this radio program or on his uh, website, Joel Shrumpet, Check him out, joelshrumpet.com. But let's get through this. Are we Babylon? Does it really even matter? What would the USA choose this year? Will the United States 
choose light or choose darkness? And what about Iran? If we start bombing Iran, uh, start bombing them in Syria, what? Will they use a nuclear weapon on us? An EMP attack. Many say in Congress that we are wide open for it and that um, Iran has the capability to do that right now. And there are as many as 100,000 Iranian-backed United Militia are now fighting on the ground in Iraq, according to U.S. military officials, raising concerns that should Islamic State be defeated. Do you understand what they're saying? Because sure they want to defeat the Islamic State, and then Iran will go in and be the force there. They will take over Iraq. They will take over that. They'll make it the old time of Syria. That is a lineup, again, of the biblical map. Do you know folks ever study the Old Testament and see what things were and what it be again? Concerning defeating ISIS, yes, that would lead the Iranians. You know, Persia imposing their will in a region, taking us so much closer to the Ezekiel War, which is Armageddon. But first we will see the Antichrist, good or bad, you decide. Folks, we are on that time of the end. Most just don't get it, but they do not heed the call of the prophets as they are self-centered and have been taught to look for a suit and tie Antichrist. They will never, ever see. They're going to be, they believe they're going to be raptured out, so it really doesn't matter to them at all. Be not deceived. The world is on the brink. In the meantime, the armies of the Antichrist are raising up as they slaughter, crucify, and burn Christians for their faith in Yeshua. The excuse from the, from the Islamist terrorists, as you could, I'm going to take the word terrorist out of it. The excuse from these people is that they are infidels and that they deny Allah. When, the, when will the Christians wake up? Will they choose someone? Will they import these people into the United States, or will they choose light? We're bringing 10,000 of these people into our country, and they'll want to go by Sharia law. That's not compatible with the United States law. That's another program. Evil is running wild in this country. Besides this, the sexual abominations going on, we have all manner of wicca going on and witchcraft. People telling their future abominable things, according to the word of our father. The abominations that even run around, Christians are taking part of them. And they're blind to condemn, so they don't hurt anyone's feelings. What happened to the salt? We're supposed to be salt and not lukewarm, lest he spit us out of his mouth. But yet, they are friends with the world, something you should never be. Do you have friends that are homosexual? If you do, are you telling them that what they're doing is wrong, or are you afraid that you're hurting their feelings? Do you have friends that are into wicker or witchcraft? And if so, do you, do you associate with them? What does light have to do with darkness? Are you witness to them and tell them that you're going to burn? Only one way to the Father is through the Son. Listen to this. This is recorded in First John 2.15, King James Version. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. It is not of the Father, but it is of the world. The world passes away, and the lust thereof, that he that do the will of Yahweh abideth forever. What, do you want to abide forever, or do you want to pass away with the world? That's your choice also. Light or dark. 
And, you know, people say, I hear people all the time, they talk about, oh, I'm not supposed to be in the political system. The Lord told me to get out of it. Well, I really think, that, is, that, is that really God telling you to get out of it? We are occupiers. If you know what, if you're so that that means is if your children get in trouble, you're supposed to say and do nothing to your children. You know, if the school does something stupid, you're supposed to say, oh, I got to stay out of that. You know, if, if, if there's somebody doing something out there in the street, are you supposed to call the police and sit back? No, I better stay out of that. Let the Lord handle it. Really, you need to read your Bible. Even the even the disciples carried swords. They ate, they drank, they were interested in the things going on around them. And how the political system, you are responsible this election. If you don't stand up and vote, there is more of us than there are of them. If you don't, you say, well, I don't like uh, uh, Trump. Well, quit crying about it. It's a lot worse if you elect Hillary because she's going to bring in all these Supreme Court justices that will turn America into something that you don't know what it is. You say, well, if the, it's the Lord's will, then he will have America with a good president. Yes, the father makes that decision, but he also gives us the choices of how, what path we will go on. He has gave us a choice this election. Are you to choose light or are you to choose darkness? You know, you, you should listen to the words of Yeshua. He says, and this is recorded in John fifteen twenty eight to 27, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would not love its own. Yet because you're not of this world, I chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. He also goes on to say, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuses for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also now have hated me and my father. For this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. But when the helper comes, I shall send to you from the father. I shall send to you from the father. The spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me, and you also bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. Are you of the world, or are you not? Or are you are you of the world? What's more important, the worldly things, you know? And how about the things in which you support? Does standing in the way of making donations to your church or your synagogue? Do you choose what donations that you give them? Based upon, well, I got to pay my cable TV first, or I got to do this, or I got to do that first, or maybe I got to go over here and party tonight. You know, you're supposed to put the kingdom first. First, folks, is you're supposed to, you are, I don't care what anybody can argue, whatever, first 10% of everything that you get belongs to the Father. Now, you decide where that goes. That should, first off, I believe that it should go to the place that you're being ministered from. 
you know, to local. I don't even like to use the words, but church or synagogue. That should go to them. But that's if they are putting out a message, because if you give God's money to somebody that's not of God and not putting out God's message, then you're going to be accountable for not doing right with the Father's money. You know, and then so many of you, 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 you tip to all these things and you say, well, okay, now I'm going to, I gave them a half a million dollars of it now and I'm going to get a great tax deduction on it. Well, then when you get that tax deduction, I, you're, you know what you're getting? You're getting a reward. Father doesn't reward you twice. So you think about that. Um, I'm not going to debate. Maybe he will still give you a blessing, but I ask for nothing when I do things. So are you of the world in the world system or not? Light or darkness? The choice is placed on you today in this election. So those of you of the world, then offerings. Offerings are things that you give freely, that, that you give after you gave God, all that already belongs to him, you give offerings. That's what the Father places on your heart, or it's something that you just want to give. A sacrificial offering is something like, well, I wanted to go do this, but, or it's going to cut me tight on my budget, but I'm going to go ahead and make an offering because I want to further the Father's work. You know, and so that's what an offering is, and that's what we trust that we get over here as offerings. Because if you're, you're in a, a group, a local group, or synagogue, church, home church, you should be donating to that and supporting that. If that's what you believe in and that's your, what you're sitting in, you should denote, or give those tithes to that. Offerings you're free to give to other people. And so that's why I say, you know, I, I pray that so much that that you help us with the Wichita Mission Church. You know, right now we we went through this renovation. Somebody I know made a very sacrificial offering. He got a, a little bit of money, and uh, over half of it, probably two-thirds of it, um, he wanted to help the church get a facelift. And uh, so he used the money that way, and he ran it down third where he was out of money or has very little of it left. And so, you know, I'm praying that the Father gives him a, a great blessing for it. But, you know, even so, he may not see the blessing on this side, but he'll definitely see it. Because you're supposed to bless people that, that can't give in return to you. And so, but anyway, but my point is this, is he made a sacrificial offering. Because he put the kingdom first. He put the Father's work first. And so, you know, we're asking you folks that listen to us on radio, Pray about supporting what we do. Care for the people that need food, clothing, over-the-counter uh, over medications, things that the regular church doors just shut on, at least in Wichita, Kansas it is. They'll say, we'll go to an agency. You know, agencies don't even give over-the-counter medi medications. But right now, we need blankets and things to start coming in, things for winter because it's going to come upon us real fast, and we lost uh, the free emergency blankets because um, FEMA doesn't no longer give them out. Unless you've got a, if you've got a number for FEMA that gives out emergency blankets, you contact me because I need to get in touch with them, and so do a lot of other people. But anyway, the point being is so we have no way of resource for blankets. We need food, blankets, um, clothing. You know, right now a guy offered me to buy some food on discount. I didn't have the money to buy the food on discount because we're buying day to day right now. But we're feeding the people that don't quit coming. They're getting prayers. They're getting miracles. They're getting a safe, quiet place to get away from the war that is in the street. 
They can come to a safe place and be safe for a while and get their head straight and get counseling if they need it, to get a Bible if they need it, to get a sandwich. Get eight, several, you know, we feed egg sandwiches uh, in there, and boy, they love those egg sandwiches. They come from all over the city to get egg sandwiches, and then they get a, a regular meal at 430 but they get, you know, I can't tell you what all they get because it's like this. Um, they ask, and if I have a way to fill that need, then I give it to them. If I don't, then we pray about it. Like so many, much everything else down there, we pray about it. And the bus, while we're really having a problem about the bus, we now are trying to fix the timing chain in it. I haven't had the money to buy a timing chain, but we replaced about $700 worth of parts on it, and things just keep going out. We need to get it back over there to Wichita because that's part of our ministry is picking up people, and there's a large portion of people that haven't been able to come in two months. Really, we'd like to have a get a different bus. I've seen two of them um, for sale on Craigslist for four thousand dollars and under, but I don't have four thousand dollars. But a thousand or five hundred probably would get this bus running. I think, and I say five hundred because I'm not so sure it's a timing chain. It could be just a timing chain, but there's several other things that needs to be done with it, like exhaust and some other things. So pray about a donation for the the bus. If it's for the bus, mark on your donations for the bus. If you want to send a check or money order, you can do that. You can find all that information at prophecyhour.com or call me. But you know, really. Really, we need your help. We, we, this ministry has been going on since 2001, June of 2001. We're in our 17th year, and we've helped thousands upon thousands of people over the years. And then, you know, we did radio in 2001, just shortwave for a few years, and then we got on American Voice Radio, I think, in 2004. And so we've been putting the message out here since 2004. And all those messages, most of them are even archived on the Internet still right now. And so we've been doing that. So pray about donating to radio. I need a screen for radio. It's been pink. Um, it's miraculous right now because I turned on that screen today, and it's so pink. It's now got a bunch of lines in it, but it's it looks like a black screen. I'm, I don't know what's going on with it, but it's going to go out. Everybody tells me so. So pray about it. All donations, no matter what size helps. And the Father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart. You can donate online or mail a sucker money order, and you can find all that information at prophecyhour.com. Prophecyhour.com. Remember, choose light or choose darkness. That's your choice this year. And just sitting down and doing nothing is making a choice. Because when a good man does nothing, the devil rises up. You know, if the men of God... Where are the men of God? Where are the men of Yahweh? Why aren't you standing up? You need to stand up and be counted. Are you afraid? What are you afraid of? We're not supposed to have fear in this world, because if the Father is with us, who can who can take us on? Who can be stronger than us? And then if something happens to you, it's because of the will of the Father and you're martyred or whatever, like Yeshua, so all the more better. That means that. You're persecuted for his sake. I'm not saying run out and get your head cut off or break the law, but stand up. And at the least case, get others around you to vote. Vote this year. That is one of the most important things you can do. Of course, by praying and getting close to Yeshua, you know what I'm saying, but you need to vote this year. Choose light or choose darkness. That is up to you. We must remember there is only one God, and he is your father. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave his life for your repentant sins. You must repent of your sins and turn away from your sins. He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him, and only through him, is the way to the Father. That's Yeshua HaMashiach. No, Allah isn't Yahweh. Remember, always, always, always be a blessing to others. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That's like praying for Messiah's return. Lord our God, Father, King Universe, asking Yeshua HaMashiach's name, Father, that you would bless them and keep them, and that your face would shine upon them, and be gracious to them, and give them peace like no one or nobody else can. Until an hour from now, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. have denied internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $9.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit discount gold and silver trading at dgscoins.com. That's dgscoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. make the aspirin mistake. Aspirin was discovered by mistake during World War II and suppresses your immune system and prevents blood clotting. 
Don't expose your body to risk when you can use a natural inflammation and pain reliever called Extra Strength Pain Relief by Apothecary Herbs. Discover the power this formula has with Salicin to enter the system in 60 seconds to work hard and relieve pain for 12 hours. Whether it's arthritis, sports injury, or flu, you can relieve aches, pain, and swelling with our Extra Strength Pain Relief Formula. Call Apothecary Herbs now, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom If you have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate in those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand, have a plan, have peace, and request your pandemic kit today. Or take your chances with the bad boys. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody 
Cedarstrom on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. make the aspirin mistake. Aspirin was discovered by mistake during World War II and suppresses your immune system and prevents blood clotting. Don't expose your body to risk when you can use a natural inflammation and pain reliever called Extra Strength Pain Relief by Apothecary Herbs. Discover the power this formula has with Salicin to enter the system in 60 seconds to work hard and relieve pain for 12 hours. Whether it's arthritis, sports injury, or flu, you can relieve aches, pain, and swelling with our Extra Strength Pain Relief Formula. Call Apothecary Herbs now, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the www.thepowerherbs.com. If you have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate in those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand, have a plan, have peace, and request your pandemic kit today. Or take your chances with the bad boys. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. 
prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Um, yeah, we are here on Herb Talk Live. Welcome to Herb Talk Live. Thanks for joining us here on the show. We're here to empower you. Uh, we're having some technical problems, like I said. So we don't have our bumpers. We don't have our quack report. Uh, we have the report, but no, you know, quacker quackers. So we're going we're gonna to muddle through. Don't you worry. And thanks for joining us here on Herb Talk Live. Yes, uh, we got a great show, Magical Engineer. Frank and I have a great show. Thanks for joining us on the American Voice Radio Network. Okay, so first up, we're going to be talking about longevity and how we can get an extra decade. Also, we're going to be talking about where our strength comes from. And we'll see how much time we have. We may get into some um, men's health issues and some other things. And, uh, of course, we have a quack report. Just no quacker sound bites. But before we do all that good stuff. Big salute and semper fi to our righteous men and women in uniform. Lifting them up in prayer as usual, and I'm hitting the knees seeking Lord face. Hope you are too. And I remembered to bring my devotional today, so let me read a little bit out of here. This is paraphrased from Psalms 55 and 32 and 62. So here it goes. I am the God of all time and all that is. Seek me not only in morning quietness, but constantly throughout your day. Do not let unexpected problems distract you from my presence. Instead, talk with me about everything and watch confidently to see what I will do. Adversity need not interrupt your communion with me. And when things go wrong, you tend to react as if you're being punished. Instead, instead of this negative response, try to view difficulties as a blessing in disguise. Make me your refuge by pouring out your heart to me, trusting in me at all times. And that's right. That's right. That's what the relationship is with the God above, the Lord Jesus Christ, is trust. And you build trust. You've got to have a relationship. You've got to work on it. So spend, you'll never, ever, ever regret the time you're going to spend in prayer communicating with the Lord. That's right. So seek the Lord's face, mind of time. It grows short. We're praying for America's, um, well, Saving grace. We need a savior for America. That's what we need. So if enough of us pray and repent, we'll get it. Get to getting. And without further ado, we're going to do the quack report. But we don't have any quackers, so we're just going to jump right on in there. And uh, let's see. Fourth brain-eating amoeba case. 
of the year is being treated, an unidentified patient in Florida is being treated for being infected with a brain-eating amoeba just last week, according to Florida Department of Health. Uh, fourth known case this year, uh, if you'll recall, a big popular um, headline was the North Carolina here with the uh, Whitewater Rafting Center in Charlotte, North Carolina, where an 18-year-old, I think she was from Ohio, um, she got an amoeba when she was here and she passed away. Um, so this is a concern. Uh, according to, let's see, the communications director of the health department, he says, uh, his, this is, uh, I'm sorry, she, Maria Gabberneri, she says, we believe that the individual contracted the infection after swimming in unsanitary water on a single private property. So according to the Center for Disease Control, between 1962 and 2015, we've had 138 known cases of amoeba, uh, brain-eating amoeba, and only three, uh, three people survived it. So what happens is individuals become infected when they swim in warm, fresh water that has amoebas in them, like lakes, rivers, streams. They enter your nose, then they go to the brain, and there they eat away its brain, destroying the tissue, causes swelling and death. Symptoms begin in one to nine days after exposure, and it can include headache, fever, nausea, and vomiting. Um, a lot of doctors confuse the symptoms with meningitis at first, uh, stiff neck, seizures, hallucinations, um, as the infection becomes worse. Those infected between 1 and 18 days after symptoms, uh, uh, between 1 and 18 days, the symptoms can begin. Uh, any parasitic drugs uh, called miltifosine, also uh, sold as in Pabdido, uh, are used to treat uh, these uh, patients who have the amoebas, um, but treatment as early as possible is, is, um, is needed, they say, in order for it to succeed. Um, it can't, in 2013, they said the drug did save two victims' lives. All right, moving along in the quacker. Um, Wyoming uh, government claims ownership of the wind. Hmm. They're putting taxes on air movement there. Wyoming state legislature is levying a tax on wind for wind turbines. Uh, so the past three years, Wyoming has already been taxing the energy-generated wind turbines uh, by a rate of $1 per megawatt hour per they produce. So although the tax has so far generated about $15 million for Wyoming, it has also placed a significant burden on the wind power industry. So no new wind farm projects have been undertaken since the tax went into effect in 2012. And now the state's considering raising that tax rate to $12, oh my goodness, megawatt hour. Uh, and that move could actually put the wind turbine business um, out of business. Wyoming is the only state to be taxing the wind. Yeah, if you read your scriptures, God says, the Brie is his, and it's considered in his book a little treasure. Yeah? Not gale force winds. I'm talking about, you know, when you're hot and you're outside, here comes a little breeze, cools you off, feels refreshing. That's one of God's treasures. So they better watch it. They're taxing God's treasure there. All right, last but not least in the quack report, uh, India, in, in India, there's the oldest man ever, according to um, some records. Uh, Guinness is uh, going to be checking into it. Uh, looking uh, mighty fine at 120 years old. There's an Indian monk there. He says he's the oldest man, um, and he's lived long, 
and he credits his long life to abstinence and uh, no spices and daily yoga. <laughs> Hindu monk Swami Sivanda, born in August, August 8th, 1896, according to his passport. If the passport is true, he's lived three centuries, and uh, despite his age, he's in good, strong health. He does yoga every day. He does um, several hours of yoga a day, according to him. He says, I've led a simple life, a disciplined life. I eat very simply, only boiled food with no oil or spice, rice and uh, lentil stew, a couple of green chilies, he, he told uh, the media, and uh, two hours of yoga per day. So he's only five feet two. He sleeps on a mat on the floor, and he uses a wooden slab as a pillow. He says uh, he also avoids milk or fruit because he thinks they are too fancy. <laughs> okay. And uh, that wraps the quack report. Cute. So cute. All right. Goodness, Frank, I miss my quackers and my bumper. I hope you fix that technical stuff. All right, we're going to move along. Yes, I'm pouting just a little. We're going to talk about um, adding a decade to longevity. How about that? Hmm? Uh, scientific medicine has for decades been a t- taking you know, the credit for increasing our longevity from like 50 years to the average of 70 years. Uh, the drug, drug culture has been hailed as the miracle for increasing our longevity. And there's some debate as to whether there is quality of life along with the drug-induced longevity, though. So there are many ways that we can increase our own longevity as much as humanly possible without prescription drugs. So we're going to take a look at the power that we already possess to help us live longer. Okay, so let's look at this Canadian study. Very interesting. And uh, in August 2016, Ottawa University Hospital in Canada released their study published in Polos Medicine. It was on uh, the human habits that tend to rob us of our longevity. According to Dr. Doug Manuel, he was the lead uh, researcher in the study, uh, he says the study specifically looked at unhealthy habits we tend to entrench ourselves in. So really what they found was not going to be a surprise to us here, but Dr. Manuel listed the habits of smoking, poor diet, physical inactivity, and significant alcohol consumption. So he also mentions that these habits are the biggest threat to our health, and they are responsible for 50% of the deaths in Canada. So the data in the report was broken down into into several categories, So they said 26% of the deaths were due to smoking, 24% were due to physical inactivity, 12% due to poor diet, and 0.4% due to alcohol abuse. And I was kind of surprised at the alcohol category, the statistic there, because Canadians in general have been reported to have an alcohol abuse problem, and therefore I think that statistic seems a bit low. All right, and also they mentioned the gender risk. According to this Canadian study, they said these bad habits cost us an average of 6 to 10 years of life. They reported that more men than women smoked and had a greater risk of dying by losing a minimum of 3.1 years. Likewise, females who smoked were listed to lose three years of life. Well, 
let's um, let's look at the lifestyle saints for a minute, because you know Dr. Manuel also stated that people who have very healthy lifestyle behaviors, what they do is they add to their life expectancy 17.9 years, as much as 17.9 years. I said a decade, but he's going up there to 17, so that's good. So the study, um, in, his, in his study, in his research, they used this computer algorithm that was designed to measure small behavior changes affecting health. So they're hoping to use the era of big data to help them develop an extensive list of lifestyle behaviors which increase or decrease life expectancy in a broad range of global socio-demographic groups. More importantly, a computer program like of this magnitude, which can actually measure behavior and predict the impact on life expectancy across the globe, well, this can be a valuable tool to various industries such as the life, health, and auto insurance industry, all the governments, investors and banks, uh, transportation industry, you know, because airline pilots, you know, they got to be in good health to fly. Um, movie industry, whether they should insure actors, and also any business, really, that wants to reduce their liability, this thing is going to be huge. So such a program is going to revolutionize how life expectancy is predicted because there really hasn't been any new predictive methods used in the last 60 years. So overall, Dr. Manuel states their um, unhealthy behaviors that we use, we, when we use unhealthy behaviors, he says we squander seven and a half years of our life. Wow. Well, um, how about, would you like to calculate your longevity? I know you would, Frank. Frank, you can do this. Um, Dr. Manuel and his team developed a web page where you can actually go and plug in some of your demographic information and you don't have to you don't have to put your your name or any of that. Okay? It it, it can be, you know, uh you don't have to tell them who you are. But you can plug in these uh demographics and you can see what your life expectancy is likely to be. So it's called Project Big Life and of course it's got an address on the internet. So it's projectbiglife.ca, C for Canada, CA for Canada. And apparently the program says I went up there plugged in my demos, my demographic, and it says I'm going to live to be at least 86. Woohoo! And it also said that uh, if it's accurate, if the program's accurate, it said that I'm going to see my grandchildren graduate from um, high school, college, and get married. All right. So it's uh, projectbiglife.ca if you want to check it out. All right. All right, so let's talk about... Um, Herbs that can extend our life, you know, because in addition to adjusting our life habits, we can also tap into the impressive power uh, that herbs can ex- can help us extend our life, or, um, help our organs uh, uh, regenerate, and so we can live longer. Herbs can actually improve circulation, strengthen heart muscle, help balance hormones and blood insulin, and remove toxins that tend to invite disease. So a report from Maryland's Department of Pharmacological Science found that certain herbs have a potential to extend lifespan. And they cited ginseng and cinnamon extend the life of earthworms by 14.5% in their lab tests. 
So Maryland University professor Jung Lau, uh, he stated that the medicinal compounds and herbs can be an efficient way to restore the body. He went on to say that ev evidential studies are not being done on life-extending herbs because the testing is expensive and there's really no monetary benefit to big industry. He's referring to pharmaceuticals. All right, so let's look at the antioxidant herbs because the research by Lou and his team showed that antioxidant herbs are often tested with worms because worms have cells similar to humans and their regular lifespan is about three weeks. So the results are often evident pretty quickly and if a worm grows larger than normal and lives longer than three weeks, well, then they're saying the, the antioxidants are working. So WebMD also published a list of herbs they felt helped to promote a longer life and improve brain function, heart function, and overall vitality. So here's their list. They have garlic, echinacea root, hawthorn berry, cinnamon, dandelion root, cayenne, motherwort, astragalus root, and nettle leaf. Now, all of those herbs are available in liquid or powdered form at thepowerherbs.com. Apothecary Herbs has all that. Now, I've often said ad nauseum, at the risk of being a broken record, you know, the cleanse and nourish approach to health and longevity is pretty basic, but it's efficient, and it's not expensive. And a lot of herbs provide super nutrition to the body and can also remove toxins that undermine our health. So toxins can block function. They can slow toxin removal through um, the normal elimination channels that we have. And our body's really not designed to store impurities in tissues, cells, organs, or fat. And this is very detrimental to health if that happens, and it will increase our risk for internal medicine diseases. So when we modify the lifestyle behavior to improve our longevity, well, that's within our reach. Yeah, we can do that. We have that power right now. So if we add some super nutritional herbs along with our changes, um, we can use cleansing herbs, and we can significantly increase the life expectancy beyond what really science is willing to admit. So if you have, if you have that power right now to extend your life expectancy without those lifelong prescription drugs, why wouldn't you do it, right? Don't hope, decide. It's all up here in your brain. You get it in your head, you're going to do it, you just do it. So you can utilize the herb cleanses. You can nourish the body with the herbs that extend your longevity. And you know what you do? You call the experts that know how to do that, and they'll show you how. Uh, they have organ cleansing kits. They have immune-boosting formulas and much more. That would be apothecary herbs. You give them a call toll-free at 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. If you're outside the U.S., the number is 704 at 704-885-0277, or visit them on the powerherbs.com website. That's where your healthcare options just became endless. Now, they also have a lot of herbs that WebMD has mentioned, as I said. Uh, they have the power to improve circulation, brain function, heart function, and a whole lot more. And they also have that Smoker's Helper product if you want to stop or quit smoking without toxicity. And you can learn more about how powerful you can be with God's herbs Check out the Power Herbs ebook, definitely, and definitely uh, get empowered there. 
And to make it even a sweeter deal, they have their back-to-school special through Monday, the 22nd, so you'll save 15% on orders of $55 or more. And all you have to do is use the code on the homepage on the website when you shop. It's a back-to-school code. If you don't have the Internet, just when you call, say, hey, I want the back-to-school special. And you'll get 15% off your purchase anything in the store. ThePowerHerbs.com. That's where your healthcare options just became endless. Give them a call, 866-229-3663. All right, I know we've got to take a break. We're going to be right back with more empowering information. Don't go anywhere. All right, we are back from the break. Back, back, back. And, uh, Frank, I hope you have your music back next week. I miss my bumper. All right, we're going to be talking about where your strength comes from. A lot of people say, you know, I want more energy, I want more strength. Um, And we're told, you know what we're told? We're told the millennials have far less physical strength than their grandparents. So the report was really based on uh, the strength of their handshake, and it was published in the Journal of Hand Therapy. Uh, well, Hand Therapy Science is the journal. So, you know, but in elementary school, if you remember, we were taught that strength is a source of power that comes from our physical abilities. And then our grandparents, well, especially if you had grandparents during World War II, they instructed to eat healthy and exercise to be strong, And uh, they would tell us that strength does not come from winning, but from overcoming struggles and hardships and never giving up. Yeah? So part of strength, well, is to resist or push back against a force which is against you. Yeah, standing up to it. So we're going to see where we can glean more strength. Let's look at the physical strength. Most assuredly, Muscular strength comes from our muscles being used and challenged. So diet and exercise has been the mainstay in obtaining physical strength. So ask any Olympic athlete, and they will tell you their strict diet and exercise program is what it takes for a strong athlete. However, strength isn't just physical. There's willpower. Yeah. Humans will... You know, in this in this age when we, um, in the human willpower, it's in play when it comes to strength. It really is. You can't deny it. Uh, the element of will is the heart of toughness, durability, and ultimate strength. So, you know, you've heard that expression, my heart wasn't in it, you know. So, you know, the will has to be in it. Now, in 2010, Harvard University published a study in the Journal of Social, Psychological, and Personality Science regarding human strength as it relates to moral behavior. And what they discovered is that our willpower and physical endurance is anchored in our intentions of good and evil. Hmm. Well, good or evil, which is it? Well, the the Bible speaks of the imaginations of the heart, and where the heart is, that's where you will be, and that's what you become. So the research in this uh, Harvard study uh, suggested that our physical strength can be greater when we're driven by mean-spirited deeds. 
the lead researcher was uh, Kurt Gray, and he stated that our willpower is our moral self-fulfilling prophecy, and those who are thick-skinned are perceived to be more powerful. Here's a quote from Kurt Gray, Harvard doctoral program in psychology. He says this, people perceive those who do good and evil to have more efficiency, willpower, and less sensitivity to discomfort. But by perceiving themselves as good or evil, people embody these perceptions, actually becoming more capable of physical endurance, end of quote. Well, I understand we're all connected. Our emotions, our will, yeah, will determine how strong and how much endurance we have. Uh, According to Gay, though, in one of the two studies, it showed that participants who were engaged in good deeds showed to be significantly physically stronger than those who engaged in activities that did nothing, had no benefit for anyone. So likewise, participants who envisioned doing evil were strong as well. And Gray concluded that there is power in moral events. He also suggests that physical strength may be an effect and not a cause of moral acts. Well, let's look at some of the things that can interfere with our strength. Some of the things that can really interfere with our strength are not just physical. Emotions can be significant obstacles such as fear or anxiety. Now, our faith is also a factor. So just as our muscles need exercise to be strong, so does our trust in God. It should be utilized, for God is the ultimate provider of our strength. So faith is really belief and trust in the Lord. And if you are asked how America got into the mess it's in, well, it's really because the church has fallen away. So everything hinges on a nation adhering to the word and will of God. Now, in Psalms 31, it says, Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all you that hope in the Lord. And then, of course, John Wayne, he said, Courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. Well, let's look at some inner strength. So if you ask psychologists, you know, the psychological experts, how we should improve our inner strength, they would advise you to do the following. They would say say stuff like, Be honest, genuine, and realistic with yourself. Improve self-worth and make a donation to a charity and you'll feel better. Learn to relax more with deep self-understanding with no self-imposed constraints. Do what makes you happy. Your vibe should be like a happy purring kitten. Reduce stress by addressing problems but not taking them so seriously. And focus on the things you like and be less susceptible to uninteresting outside influences. And lastly, forgiveness. There is no good or bad, but a matter of integrating your mind and heart into daily life. Well, listening to the above list I just read you, that advice, uh, well, that's why we're in the state we're in today. You know, If you hear this garbage, you hear it from social, educational, and governmental institutions, it is so far, of course, that, well, the U.S. might as well be in the Bermuda Triangle. So the Bible has 51 citations on strength and how we can be stronger. And for instance, Psalms 21, 
verse one, 27, verse 1 tells us, the Lord is our strength of life. So we have absolutely no strength or support without God. And without the fear of the Lord, we are a desolate nation with no walls to guard us and no sentry on the wall to protect us. And isn't that what you've been seeing happen to America? So when the wicked are in power, the people mourn. And the wicked have a course to pass laws that remove all righteousness. And they make good seem as evil, and evil is good. They make lies the truth, and the truth becomes lies. And in doing so, they attempt to remove the foundations of the world. And you'll remember in Psalms 11, it says, For lo, the wicked bend their bow, they make ready their arrow upon the string, and they may privately shoot at the upright of heart, and the foundation, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Now, I didn't put this in the quack report, but I'm going to put it here. Um, Report, it was announced today, North Carolina schools. Now, if you recall, North Carolina jump-started that uh, transgender, um, uh, you know, uh, bathroom thing, gender-neutral bathrooms. Well, North Carolina schools have announced that teachers have a new training. They can't call children boys and girls anymore because that would be too confusing, right? Also, they are looking into the possibility of having a gender-neutral dress code or uniform, which would be purple, because purple is a gender-neutral color, they say. And I'm like, you know, okay, you can't call them boys and girls. What are you going to do, call them Barney, the dinosaur, because he's purple? I'm just saying. This is insane. Okay, so we're going to solidify our strength. That's what we're going to do. People of good conscience know the difference between right and wrong. Standing up for good and godly principles is what helped to create America. So we need to stand up to defend anything that attacks our good moral fabric and freedom. And we are scripturally instructed to be not afraid, for the Lord is standing with us against the ungodly. Now, King David prayed against the enemy, for they were not only his enemies, but they were God's enemies. So God does not change. So let's pray against the enemies of God, for they should be the enemies of America. That's right. They should be Americans everywhere. They should be your enemy. So disobedience to tyranny is obedience to God. For God instructs us to know that rulers are to be a terror to evil and not to good. That's Romans 13.3. Did you get that? We're not supposed to obey rulers that are evil. You know, if you read all of 13, that's what it means. It doesn't mean to blindly follow wicked rulers and do what they say. Because God, God put them in, in positions and expects them to be a terror to evil, but not to good. You know, um, God's ways are not man's ways. And woe unto them that reward good with evil, because God's going to take his vengeance. And let's pray for God's help, deliverance, and a unifying of true Christians and true faith in America. That's what we need. We need honest truth here. And that is where you're going to find your strength individually, and we're going to find it nationally. So um, we need to just unify under our Lord and Savior. That's what we need to do. And we need to pray in a righteous leadership in our churches. That's what we need to do. 
So God's herbs now do contain medicinal properties that also can help you physically, can help your physical body to endure, especially the stress and pressure of our present world. So American and Siberian ginseng, that's a very good um, choice if you want to give your body extra power to remove toxins and for endurance. And herbs that contain a lot of natural protein, balanced whole food vitamins and minerals, they also fortify the body. So if you're looking for uh, whole food supplements uh, that, you know, have the chemistry God put in them, nothing removed from them, no, no redoing of God's copyright there. Uh, look to the folks at Apothecary Herbs. They have the body food mix. It's a powder. You just add it to your favorite juice, uh, and uh, it's water-soluble, and it's working in 60 seconds. So there's nothing the body has to take time to break down and digest. Uh, they do have the ginseng formulas. They also, in liquid form, work right away. They have herbs to improve cardio performance, uh, to remove blood clots naturally, balance blood pressure, and, uh, and much, much more. So you're going to discover how powerful you can be with nutrient-rich whole food supplements that God put here for us. Okay, Herbs are here for the service of man. Um, they're meat. They're for the healing of the nations. It's all biblical. It's what God said. So, and God can't lie, so we should be listening. Apothecary herbs, every nutrient that God included is still in their herbal formulas. Okay? So no isolated chemicals because you never want to second guess God's perfect copyright. No, no. So if you want a free catalog, give them a call and they will send you one. 866-229-3663. And that's thepowerherbs.com. That's their website, thepowerherbs.com. 866-229-3663. That's where your healthcare options just became endless. For those of you outside the U.S., dial 704-885-0277. And don't forget they have their back-to-school special, 15% off orders of $55 or more, now through Monday the 22nd. Uh, if you want to call and ask about that over the phone, you can, or online. On the homepage is the, uh, the coupon you cut and paste into your shopping cart, so you can save. All righty. Uh, wow. Uh, Frank, you're going to have to cue me, sweetheart, uh, when I should stop talking <laughs> because we have lost uh, uh, the clock, as, as I used to know it here, without our bumper. Bless my heart. All right. So we're going to be talking about some men's health here. And uh, we're going to be talking about um, a lot of those potency pills. Everybody's looking for that male performance. Um, and they're also looking for things to help their heart out and other things. So, um, But erectile dysfunction is a real problem. And if you missed the show from Tuesday uh, where we were talking about some uh, of the medications being uh, – put on people without their knowledge that actually remove their fertility. Uh, you should go back into the archives when we post that show and listen, and listen very carefully. Uh, but we've got a mass epidemic of prostate disease, erectile dysfunction, and infertility in America, and the men are involved in that. They're, they're in that, that net, that sweep, as well as the ladies. So women are having trouble conceiving um, they're having spontaneous abortions, and um, they don't know why. So go back and listen to that show, and you'll find out why that's happening. All right, so a lot of people look to that little blue pill. 
Uh, it's made the industry, uh, Viagra's made $2 billion in sales or more. A mountain of marketing's behind that. And uh, people try that, and some people uh, are really disappointed in it. Some people actually are are hurt by that medication. So you have to do your homework on everything. Um, Cialis is another one. And um, lots of risk, though, using these drugs. Um, Viagra sales are 45% of the market, though, compared to Cialis. All right, so in the late 80s, the Viagra drug actually failed its test. It was, um, it was designed, really, to treat coronary heart disease. That's what it was designed for. And um, let's see, researcher Ian Osterlo of Fitzer complained the evidence and uh, com- compiled the evidence, I should say, and noticed that male participants said they had an increase in erections a few days after taking the drug. So it was kind of strange the drug could enhance blood vessel function in the genital area, but not in the cardio heart area. And they weren't really sure why that was. But by the 90s, Viagra was fast-tracked for sale to the market um, and was pretty much in in every pharmacy throughout America and uh, quite a few bedrooms as well. So drug companies are pushing to replace testosterone uh, with the Viagra. Okay, so in the 90s, there was this stigma that was attached to erectile dysfunction men and, and their partners didn't really want to talk about it. It's kind of a private thing. So if you didn't talk about it with your doctor, you, you weren't going to get anywhere with trying to fix it. Uh, so to break the ice on that stigma, Fitzer hired Bob Dole to heighten public awareness about male impotence. And also the CIA also had used a lot of Viagra uh, as bargaining chips, sort of like um, um, uh, money, when they dealt with the Taliban insurgency. Uh, So I guess the Taliban really liked Viagra. By 1998, 40,000 men had uh, filled their prescription for Viagra, hoping that it would fix their dysfunction. Um, But it's just covering up a symptom, and it doesn't fix it permanently. It stops working after a while, and there's also lots of risks. So the first year Viagra was marketed to the public as the solution for impotence, 500 men died using it. In 2000, researcher Dr. Dan J. Cow uh, brought to the intention of the American College of Cardiology that cardiovascular events were associated with the use of Viagra. But they didn't want to officially state that. They didn't want to blame Viagra as an underlying cause for heart attacks and death. So Dr. Call put put it this way uh, publicly in a statement, our data appear to suggest that there are a relatively high number of deaths and adverse cardiovascular events that are associated with the use of Viagra. So he didn't come out and say, yeah, that's the cause. They said it suggested it could be. Researchers at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles reported in 2000 that they had over 1,400 adverse events involving Viagra. And that's just one U.S. hospital. And according to more research, a 50-milligram dose of Viagra can cause health risks within four or five hours, and a majority of the risk occurred in men younger than 65. So these adverse events 
and, and death as a result of using Viagra to treat erectile dysfunction is being underreported. And drug task force agents in Athens, Georgia, reported they routinely find college kids, college men, possessing Viagra, and they don't have a prescription for it. So Viagra is often misused, and it's often used as a party drug. One study in San Francisco, California Department of Health, said in 2002, they said that um, uh, the male community were four times more likely than uh, any other to be using Viagra on the party scene, and younger men are, are in the party scene. So within a year of Viagra becoming released to the market, it went from a household name to a street drug. So free samples of the drug were given out, these little blue pills in, you know, single pack, single dose, uh, almost like trick-or-treat candy, to be honest. And men in possession of samples shared them with friends, neighbors, without any consideration to that person's uh, cardiovascular health. So 23 million men were using Viagra by 2002. That's crazy. All right, so um, uh, let's see. Cialis is Eli Lilly's uh, drug uh, to challenge Viagra. Uh, the side effects of Cialis, similar to Viagra. Uh, doctors warn men with heart or blood pressure problems not to use the drug. Okay, so FYI out there. Uh, so now in 2003, the University of Illinois, uh, Chicago College of Medicine reported that there was a lot of adverse events due to Viagra's ability to elevate uh, a compound called CGMP, which is Sicilic uh, Guacyine Methophosphate, and it makes platelets clump together, causing stroke, heart attacks, death, you know, a little blood clot to the brain, bam, there you go. So the drug failed that cardiovascular test, you remember? Duh. <laughs> So drugs are supposed to, you know, the drug diet was supposed to dilate blood heart vessels, but it didn't. Um, clumps them together instead while it dilates, um, you know, the genitalia area. And, and uh, so it doesn't help your heart out any. kind of need your heart every day, don't you? New research that was published in the Journal of Cell said that 20 years of scientific claims of these uh, platelet clumpings are evident. Um, uh, tragic, actually. Uh, people are, are using the drug in ignorance and under deception. So what the new research is showing is your erectile dysfunction drugs offer cardiovascular risk, um, uh, thrombosis, or, you know, arteriosclerosis. If you have any of those conditions, you're at big risk if you're using those types of drugs. So be, be aware. So the mortality is kind of high. Five out of 100,000 that use the drug are going to be um, sorry they ever used the medication. And, um, you know, maintenance is a necessity. We have to maintain our body. Uh, you, you maintain your car, your furnace, your air conditioner. So we need to really need to maintain our physical bodies. So you want to use common sense when you're using natural therapies to do that. And you want to reduce your health risks and strengthen your body, not make it weak and dependent. So those are the those are the goals. And so if you're eating well, whole grain foods, drink clean water, get regular exercise. Those are pretty much the basics. Keep the diet pretty simple and basic. 
and stay away from the convenience stuff and the high-fat stuff. So using prevention-type natural therapies, you can also cleanse away a lot of toxins that build up in the system. And a lot of people are on the blood thinners. Well, um, the blood thinners have their own issues, but um, if you're worried about clots, blood clots, people on the Coumadin, Warifin, try Hawthorne. Hawthorne berries have been tested by science, and they uh, work just as well or even better, and there's no side effects. So Hawthorne berries protect the fibrinogen protein in your blood so it doesn't change the fibrin, causing unnatural clumping of the platelets that create a blood clot risk. So Hawthorne, and it, there's no side effects. So you can check that out at thepowerherbs.com. It's under the cardiovascular tab. And uh, it's also under the section in the catalog under heart health. So you can utilize natural tools that don't have a history of adverse events. Um, and also there's some uh, section just for men regarding um, prostate and some other things. So you can check that out at thepowerherbs.com as well or in their catalog. So you can, um, a lot of times it's pressure on the prostate that causes erectile dysfunction a lot of times it's just a buildup of toxins that do that. A lot of times it's not cardio strengthening that you should have been doing, and once you do it, then you can correct the ED issue. So there are multiple things that you can do that are natural and safe and very inexpensive, and uh, you can correct those problems and strengthen the body at the same time and reduce your risk. So that's, that's the power right there. Um, here's, a, here's a quote from... One of the people that wrote in about the Apothecary Herbs products, thank you for the system. My energy and mood improves dramatically. Thank you for the prostate cleanse. Made a huge difference recommending it to my friends, uh, Jeff in Huntington Beach, California. Also, uh, Zach in Huntersville said, after using your male hormone tincture, I find that I have more endurance. I experience additional function when I uh, use it along with your circulation and heart formulas. Thanks for a natural alternative. So you do have those out there, and they're all available at thepowerherbs.com. You can call for a free product catalog, 866-229-3663, 866-229-3663. And if you're on the website, don't forget, sign up for the newsletters. You know, a lot of people are, are signing up for the newsletters, and you're getting empowered each and every week. Um, there's hot links in there to uh, places where you can – like we were just talking about checking out your longevity and there would have been a hot link in there for one of the uh, articles regarding checking out your, um, your expectancy, your you know, longevity at the project biglife.ca. So you could have clicked on that, typed in your age, the state you live in, um, demographics like that, and find out how long you can expect to live. And it's cool. That stuff's neat. So check it out. Thepowerherbs.com. Go to the books and news. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.